Oh. He shirt, she shirt sells seashells at the he shirt, no, the no. she shirt, he shirt. He, he shirt, she shirt sells he shirt, she shirts down by the he shirt or he shirt, she shirt shore. That's all you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Do you like getting massive wood just looking at a shirt? Yes. Especially a shirt on a bearded man? Yes. Then you should buy a new JSG shirt from he shirt, she shirt.com. And not send it to Laz, who cannot grow a beard. But you can see one on Mr. Elmer Fudd. And there is a scientific proof showing that you will get wood from seeing that. Even the ladies. So go to heshirtsheshirt.com and buy a JSG shirt for someone bearded that you know. Now, please enjoy this episode of the JSG cast. And remember, they most certainly are not sponsored by Hefty because they have no need for trash bag pandas <laughs> or trash bag sized condoms. Yeah, cuz have a sm- yeah. But <laughs> no, and seriously though, you don't have to have a beard to buy a shirt. You should just buy one. Right. Well, I don't have a beard and mine I think shipped yesterday. Okay, it should be there pretty cuz uh, I know I don't know if you saw Risen Phoenix got his. And he was tagging everyone on Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, and his came with, so I think he's just a uh, fun little surprise. At, uh, Mr. He shirt, she shirt just uh, threw in like a bunch of other stuff with everyone's shirts. So like oh, really? the, uh, um, the decals and stuff should be coming yeah. with your shirts. And I think oh, like cool. a patch or something, there was something else in there. Oh, but yeah. Cool. So he threw some like extra swag in with everyone's shirt, which is super cool. Oh, I- that's so nice. Yeah. Well, I was really surprised. I was like, you are doing what, you big goober? Oh, so. also, I don't think it was mentioned in the ad read, but if you enter JSG cast, you get 10% off of your shirt. That is true. Not just the JSG shirts, but, but any, any shirt. shirt. True. Which they have a any plethora. Uh, and they have some good ones. They, have? they do. Did you look through there? I did. I did. I, there were quite a few that I liked um, that I'm probably going to get. I want to get my JSG shirt first. Lindsay actually wanted one because I was yes. telling her, I was like all excited. I was like, hey, I, I, I'm I getting a shirt and it's it's our shirt. Yeah. She was like, oh, did you get me one? And I was like, I didn't know you I wanted would one. I that, yeah. And she, she was like, yeah, it's your brand. And I was like. That's so sweet. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's yours and mine, but oh, okay. You're so supportive. I have such a good That's wife. That's so sweet. You do. She's yeah, awesome. Sweet. She she literally is very awesome. So I just looked it up. They have 528 different designs of shirts. That is impressive. And if you do get in contact with them, they are easy to work with. If you have your own custom design, you want to do it and work out and get your own shirt. So they got everything you need. He shirt, she shirt.com. Hybrid trends is just a stand up guy. Just Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, that man needs a hefty bag him. for a condom because his dick. I'm telling you massive, massive. The dude's yeah. got that big dick energy. It, is it hefty? It's hefty, brother. We're hefty. talking, we're talking hefty, like, hefty, hefty. like a 19 pound sturgeon from red dead. You know what I mean? Just yeah. two hands. It, it's not wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> it's hefty, hefty, hefty. 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 <laughs> Uh, that was great. That was great. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 91 of Just Some Guardians. Man, we are like live here. I know. We are live here over at the old twitch.tv slash Just Some Guardians. It's currently Friday night, uh, almost midnight Eastern. 
S A oh no F R I D I D A Y. What was the Friday night? There was a good Friday night song. I can't remember what it was. Not the not the not the Friday for not that one. Not that one. <laughs> what was the other one? I'll no, find not it. Jessica Black. No, no not Jessica no. Black. Um, was that what her name was? I feel like that's what her name. I was. think that's what her name was. You do. But now that's all. That's all I can think of. Friday. I get down on Fridays. No, I, I just want to keep doing S A T U R. Um, yeah. Night. It's just a Saturday mm. night. <laughs> Friday. Dude, song. I remember us going out on Saturday nights and we would pump that tune up. A T U R. And the the boys are back in town. The boys are yeah. back in town. Oh, yeah. That, that was one we'd listen boys to. The boys are back in town. I think it was from the 70s. Friday. Not Friday. Not thank God it's Friday. I'm gonna spend the entire podcast figuring out what song I'm trying to think of. <laughs> <sighs> oh well. I I got him distracted, guys. It's, it's living really it up. All my there we fault. go. Living it up, living it up. Oh yeah. Friday night. That song. Uh, Bella it James. It sounds vaguely familiar. 1979. Living it up. Friday night. That's the song I was thinking of. I know I've heard it. I just for the life of me. I don't remember. I'll, ha- I'll look it up. I'll look it's, it up later. This is, it's just a jukebox constantly running in here. I was, uh, I was streaming Sea of Thieves I, I know. the other night with Claire Knight. And just from mid conversation, yeah. a word would pop up. You know, how you just have a night where like anything reminds oh, you yeah. of a song. 17 songs came out of nowhere that night in like a two hour span is ridiculous. Yeah. I remember a few gaming nights where we just sang to each the other whole time. the entire night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, easily. It's, it's bad when we get together like that. <laughs> no, it's the People best. People are like, please stop singing. Like, never. <laughs> S- it's the best for What? Yeah, the grunting is definitely part of it. Oh, man. Russell? Hey, folks, it's the effervescent Russell, and I'm Elmer Fudd. How are you? How's your week, brother? It's been good. It's been, you know, it's been crazy busy. Yeah. Um, but it's been good. I finally, I've got everything down to a schedule. So I'm usually, I have, I have my things, you know, this is what I do every day. This is boom, boom, boom. So it hasn't felt like as much as it has in the past. Cause it's work is crazy. It's always crazy, but I, I, it's, it's been a really good week. I met a lot of the goals that I set for the week, which has been awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great week. How's yours been? Good, dude. Uh, you know, it's been pretty good. I had, um, so I'm in a ankle brace instead of the big old boot now for my, Oh yeah. Are you back at work yet? Not yet. No, hopefully next week. So I have, I've been going to physical therapy and yes. So the other day was all, it's been kind of like range of motion stuff again. After being stuck in a boot, you know, those muscles just get tightened. Oh, up. yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so yesterday was all like strengthening for the first time. Man, I was hurting mm-hmm. after that. <laughs> but no, it felt yeah. so good during it. I was like, oh my God, I'm able to actually do like, you know, I could feel how weak, you know, my foot was, you know, they're doing the whole, you know, push this way against my hand. And I'm like, I know I'm trying, but nothing's happening, you know, and it's, it's frustrating, but. Is you, this your wonky foot or was it the, is it the other foot? That's the wonky foot. I have a wonky foot. The one that tilts. You have a real wonky foot. 
You've because remember there was that one time we. Before. I I thought I did. Okay, remember that one time we switched shoes. Okay. And like it, it, this was way back in high school. Okay. Do you remember that? No. We we switched shoes. Okay. okay. There was there there was a day, and I have no idea why we did it because we did a lot of crazy things just for the heck of it. Yeah, we had switched, switched shoes. shoes is so I'm wearing, crazy. Well, I mean, like you know, like we st- we stood at the top of the stairs to try to get girls' phone numbers. Like, remember we had that contest oh, yeah. that one time. Yeah. Or or who could get the most hugs, or you know whatever. Yeah, all that all that stuff. Um. Yeah, uh, it, we had switched shoes one time. I don't remember why. I was wearing your Vans. I think something on my shoe broke, and so we had like we had like one shoe from each other. Yeah. So we had a regular shoe, and then we had swapped. Anyway, you're, you're the whole time I'm walking in your shoe because your foot goes like this instead of like this. It's like this. So the uh, whole for time, our I audio thought, like, listeners, I was... he turned his hand at an extreme degree <laughs> yeah. that can't possibly be fucking true. Oh. No, it, it it is. It is totally true. Because the whole time I'm walking, I felt like I was leaning. I was like, what is going on with this shoe? Of course, your feet are also bigger than mine, so that could have partly been it. But yeah, your foot, like... I, is it, that... It, like, Is that that same day I decided to put a banana in one of my shoes? And so I don't think so. I think you were just feeling the banana. It wasn't that my foot's no, crooked. No, there was just no, a banana no, definitely in the your shoe. Your foot is totally crooked. It's, it's I've lived with my foot my whole life and no one has ever mentioned this. This is the first time I've ever heard of this. I don't think anybody's ever actually worn your shoes though, because that was how I could tell because the depression, you know how your your shoe soles in my depression, like depression, yeah. I, I, I'm well aware. Yeah, yeah, well. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, there was definitely a huge depression where the arch of your foot just sat and it felt like you walked on the side of your feet because the whole time I'm like, why? What is happening? Why am I walking on the side of my foot? And then I figured that it was because you're. I was. I was skateboarding a ton. So maybe just from like, oh, doing, you know, doing shit like it, it, that it, wore I, out and that makes sense. My foot. Yeah, because I that, feel like if my foot it. was literally that extreme of a degree, someone <laughs> would have said something by now in my life. <laughs> you would think like I'd go swimming and someone's like, why is that guy's foot at an extreme degree? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why can I swim really well to the side? But yeah, not forward or back. Every time I swim, I'm slowly turning <laughs> left the whole no matter what I do. I'm just going in circles around and around and around. Yeah, maybe my foot, maybe, maybe. Maybe Mitchie's right. Maybe it's my foot that's crooked. Yeah. And and yours is just normal. That yeah. could totally be it. I'm I'm gonna go with I, that. I, I'm pretty weird. Cool. What were we talking about? I'm very self-conscious. How did we get on my this? foot now? Uh, I was talking about my I was talking about physical therapy for my foot. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it's going well though. So that's been going really well. It's been super cool to kind of, you know, the bunch of like strengthening exercises and working on it, which hurts, but it hurt it's like that, you know, that good hurt, you know, where you're like yeah. finally yeah. like I'm getting motion with my foot again. Like when you see that light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, I just want to be normal. I want to go oh, back sure. to work. So I go in again Monday to see the doctor and God, I'm hoping they're like, yeah, you're good to go. Cause man, I hate my job. Has it been nice? Have, I, have, I hate my job <laughs> and I love being at home, but it's a weird, it's a weird mental thing. You hate your job until yeah, you're it. not there for like a month and you're like, I just want to be back at work. You know? Stockholm syndrome. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I get it. I, I, I do get it because there is a part of you that wants to be busy. Yeah. And doing something, you know, instead of because it, it is nice, like because there have been a few times where, you know, because I'm a contractor. Yeah. So every once in a while, there will be, you know, a couple of months in between jobs or something like that. And it's nice, but then at a certain point, you're like, I need to be doing something. Of course, for me, it was also because we were running out of money. So it's like, okay. <laughs> give me Come give on. me back and work now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Please, please. I need I need money. I need, please, money. You got I any need... more of those jobs? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, so that's going good. Um, been playing good. a ton of Sea of Thieves this week. Because they had their... I saw that. Yeah, so Sea of Thieves started a, a seasons thing now. Instead of just throwing content right. out, you know, ever, ever so often. So there's like a battle pass. Sure. Which, when you were reading, it was interesting. We spent a whole stream where we just read, like, all the information we could about it. And it sounded awful. Like, how they described it, how this article right. interviewed people. It sounded <laughs> terrible. And then once you got it, you're like, right. this is awesome. You get something yeah. every single rank for free. You just get okay. stuff, and there's only 11 items that are in the pass if you pay for it. There's 100 levels. Only 11 oh, okay. things are if you pay for the pass. And they're like, you know, it's like a cool, you know, it's a cool pistol, That's sniper cool. rifle, you know, like a, I think like a sail or a costume. So like, it is cool stuff, but it's not, you know, most battle passes where if you do the free version, it's like every 15 levels you get some, you yeah. know, like a brand, like an eye patch, you know. And then if you pay, you get stuff every level. It's kind of the opposite version. I feel like you're talking about RDO very specifically. Well, actually, every battle pass does that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's true. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Zombies. Yeah. And it, it, it like, they do every that. five levels is where I get a free thing. Yeah, and then, exactly. You know, but then they're, they're showing me exactly what I could be earning if I had the season pass. Mm -hmm. Look how cool and shiny you could have. Yeah. But, and the other cool thing is that it's just completely separate. Like that has nothing mm -hmm. to do with seasons. You know, like obviously with the BR, the whole point of a season is to unlock everything in the pass. But so okay. see if thieves, you know, they, they'll have a content drop with something going on. They'll still have their, their events that happen all the time in the game. And then that's just kind of a separate caveat if you want it, you know, mm -hmm. which I really don't. Yeah. I don't know who their PR guy was and who they had being interviewed, but they did a terrible job explaining how it was going to work. It sounded <laughs> awful. It, we, we, we all went to bed that night going, I'm going to hate this season and then woke up playing it winning. This is incredible. You know, I mean, that might have been a good strategy though. Undersell over deliver. Yeah, but there's a difference between underselling and like looking into a camera for your commercial and saying, don't fucking buy our product. It's garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are correct. There is a difference between those two things. <laughs> Not only the F word, but also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, who, who, what? Yeah, so. But yeah, no, it's been really good. I've been really enjoying it. Then obviously, you know, all the RDO, Red Dead Online crazy stuff my brother got into it this week i don't even want to talk about it yeah i know there's just I so saw, many of us playing it right fun. now oh my god dude there's just so many of us just enjoying time together being outlaws together you know, it's great you know you know you know you know if you hadn't got oh, a ps5 you, oh, you, you could have got a oh, pc you, okay ps5 was 500 dollars. you could run rdo on a 500 pc easily i don't 
Uh, the, the difference is, is if I'm going to invest in a PC, no, I get. You. I want a top of the line, big mother trucker PC, and and so it, like I could, I could, I could buy the stuff, but you know me, I like, oh, yeah, I no, like. I know you. If I'm going to invest in something, I'm going to invest some change in it. Oh, so yeah. Once I get once I get her credit card paid off, which should happen with her tax rebate, because we've been getting about money, five thousand dollars back a year. So that'll go there, and then I'll start. I'll start building my PC. Okay, good. I can't that wait, dude. I'm excited. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping I should have one by the end of the year. Good. That'd be awesome, dude. I would. I would love that yeah. so much. I would too. Not that I have a lot of time to play, but I, I usually get on for like thirty minutes. So I've been playing Assassin's Creed lately. Yeah, of course, because I'm trying to play through. I have like a backlog of games. I had gotten Assassin's Creed when the PS. So when the PS5 came out, I got Demon Souls, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty Warfare, or not Warfare, Call of Duty Cold Black War. Ops. Right, Cold Black War. Ops, Cold War. Okay, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because of the haptic triggers. Now that is, it's really cool because oh, it's yeah. actually, you know, we talked about this before. Um, so I've been playing it through Assassin's Creed, but lately I've only had like. 10 20 minutes to to play like while i'm waiting on Lindsay to get home mm-hmm. and so i've been doing a lot of zombies lately which is i i i love the monotony of it that makes sense yeah sense? well no when you have a game like that it's it's easy to when you're in your situation to just drop in for 20 minutes and yeah yeah it, I, I know what's going on. I'm just trying to do better than I did before. Yeah. So it's really just against me because I never go into the public um, arenas or anything. It's always private. So it's just me. So I'm constantly just trying to do better than I did before and refining, you know, I'm going to run here first or I'm going to, I'm going to spend this, this many rounds in this place. And then, cause it makes it easier to go boom, 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 boom. And you know, yeah. so, so that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what makes Call of Duty really good, especially over the years, is like having that where you're instantly, you press a button, boom, you're in the action. You got 20 minutes. Okay, I can play like two rounds real quick. Boom, you're done. And I'm just a big fan of the zombies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Where something like Sea of Thieves, though, like, because it takes so long to get anywhere and then do anything like that's not a game you can go. I have half an hour. Let's just jump in and see what happens. Like, you have to dedicate like three hours. Yeah. So that's that's. That but that would be fine you. if I were playing with other people. Yeah. Is is Call of Duty? It's crossplay, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. So you should get it, and then we can play zombies together. I don't want to spend sixty dollars just to play zombies, though. Oh, but it's worth it. I get that. I literally spent sixty dollars on this game just, just to, to play, play zombies. zombies. <laughs> I have played like five minutes of the campaign yeah. and the rest of my time spent playing Call of Duty has been playing the zombies mode. I do want to check out that campaign. The Modern Warfare campaign was probably one of the best COD campaigns I've had in a very long so time. So far, the campaign's really good. Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. But So far, it's really good. The The different characters are really interesting. There's kind of an interesting story going on that I've only picked. I mean, I've only played like the first couple of missions. Yeah. There's a weird thing going on that I'm like, I think I know what's happening, but I'm not positive. But it's really weird. 
black i feel like black ops they always did like the oh, they yeah. kind of did the weird kind of nothing in the story mm. makes sense until the end you're like wait a second it's all coming together oh my gosh <laughs> they did it what anyway yeah. i think we uh we were we were gonna talk we we had a specific topic that we were gonna talk about tonight right we we did yeah and it was okay it, you you had brought it up do you want to do you want this do you want to take the lead is this your time i guess i guess i guess i guess we're done bsing for for a minute at the very least we'll probably get distracted literally in the a future. minute yeah exactly give it yeah. give it 60 seconds <laughs> but um so tonight we wanted to talk about the mandalorian what yeah yeah Are you talking about the insanely successful disney plus show no, I'm actually talking about the one that's only done so-so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that not a lot of people have heard about. Um, it, it is also on Disney Plus. Um, but yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about that John one. Wick tonight. I saw your notes and I read. I guess I read Baby Yoda's Baba Yaga, and I just totally got confused. <laughs> you know what? I think we should, totally should do a John Wick. Also, there's a new movie coming out. I think I know. it's coming out. I think it's coming Very out this exciting. month. Nobody. Oh, I don't know. Nobody. They are doing another. I think another John Wick one? movie is coming out this week. This year, they they are doing nobody another movie. John Wick, which is supposed to be maybe coming out. But this is from. Oh, I, I did see from the trailer. producer, the director. Yeah, it looks really good. Looks like really where the guy good. is like a a nobody, and but then it turns out that he was. I think he calls himself like an auditor or something. Yeah. Something that starts with an A, and he's like, "Yeah, I used to work for the the mob, and I'm tired of just being a nobody. So here we go and screw everybody." Like, where my favorite line from the the commercial was, "Where is the kitty cat bracelet?" <laughs> Dad, they took my kitty cat bracelet. And when's the last time you saw Bob Odenkirk in something? Like I didn't expect to see it's, him. It's been a minute. I, I think uh, Better Call Saul, and then I think I've seen him in like some minor roles and a couple of things. Looks like I'm looking at his. He was in Girlfriend's Day in 2017, and before that, it was like 2014 was the last thing he did before that. So yeah, it's definitely been a really? hot minute. Is it, has it been that long? Yeah. Anyway, though, we were we were talking about the Mandalorian, but right, I right. Would definitely Bobby recommend Yaga. that you Baby go Yaga. see the preview for Nobody. I had to sneak that joke um, in there. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Baba Yaga. You're welcome. Um, so we figured, uh, let, let's start out. Let's, what let's do are that. the Mandalorians? Uh, they're just really cool bounty hunter dudes that just were introduced during the uh, Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> you would go there. <laughs> was, was that the first? That was the that first, was the first time Boba, Boba Fett, Fett right? Yeah. Yeah. And people liked him so much, that's why he got put in. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, now, see, I didn't know that. I knew because he shows up the first time in the like canon because the Star Wars Christmas special Just, is yeah. no longer canon. What? Because uh, <laughs> apparently it was that bad. Have um, you not seen it? He sh- no. Oh, it's it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Okay, good. Um. And I don't want to ruin Star Wars forever for me, which is why I have not watched it. Oh, God. You can just see the pain on everyone's faces the whole time. Because <laughs> it had Han Solo. Everyone's I'm, in I'm it. Sorry. Yeah. 
Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, it has Mark Hamill, Harrison yeah. Ford, Carrie Fisher. That's and, and I mean, but that was also back when they were still relatively unknown. Harrison yeah. Ford was probably what the only person that was starting to get known well at yeah. that time. Because mm-hmm. I think that first Indiana uh, Jones movie had already come out. I think it came out, yeah, in between um, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah, I think so. So that was like, he was a big name. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. So Boba Fett Fett shows up in there, and then they're like, oh, Empire Strikes Back, right? Empire Strikes Back, yeah, in the Christmas special. special, And everyone's like, that's a really interesting character. And so that's when they kind of formed Boba Fett, and then that whole, you know history well, and he, stuff behind he, it he has such a classic look i mean that that roman centurion helmet that he's got with kind of this sci-fi armor going on yeah it's a really cool look well and the interesting thing with boba because um we'll talk well it'll we'll talk about something that in the mandalorian later but you knew it never had to show him being like he never had a big fight moment he no. fired his blaster like twice, but mm-hmm. because of his status with, with, um, with Jabba the Hutt, who we all were shown to be powerful. Mm-hmm. And then his right, the right hand man for Darth Vader for a second. And then just the amount of scars or battle scars on his armor. Like it was a beautifully set tone where we all respected him and knew he was tough, but they never had to show it. It's a wonderful element of movie storytelling yes. where you can tell an entire story with just the appearance of an object. Brilliant. Because, I mean, you never see his face. He never gives any facial expressions. It is body language and the, um, gosh, the, the care that went into his costume. Yeah. They told an entire story with it that everybody was captivated with which is amazing but going further back so so yeah we who have are mandalorians empire right so it, for this we kind of you know disney did a lot of stuff where they they reworked and they said okay we're gonna get rid of a lot of the the comic books and stuff like that so we can start over with our own canon but from what we know of the mandalorians they were so they're not a race or a species, although they did used to originate from a planet called Mandalore. Aptly named. Um, exactly. And I believe, if I remember correctly, because I, I, you know, I know a good bit about this, but uh, Mandalore, the Mandalore, was, um, I mean, there, there, he, he was this almost a godlike figure to a lot of these people that ended up getting wrapped up in these wars. They started off as mercenaries. They ended up with this planet and their credo is basically kill everybody else. (laughs) And they really had a beef with the Jedi. In fact, a lot of times throughout the history, they ended up on the side of the Sith. Mm -hmm. Sith hired them constantly to be like, Hey, we need you. And they were Jedi killers. Oh they yeah. Were force. I should say they, they were, force. they were, they were people who used. they were wizard killers. Yeah, basically. Whatever. Exactly. They were they especially were trained to killer. fight a force that no one else could fight. Right. 
Right. And so, I mean, you and you saw it over and over, like the men, the Mandalorians would come in and the Jedi would be like, oh, crap. And then basically we go again. Yeah, they would they would push them to the point of extinction, extinction. And then because they're Jedi, they'd be like, hey, we're good now. We're good. Yeah. And the Mandalorians would be like, you guys suck. We're going (laughs) to build up an army and then we're going to come and kill you guys again. again." (laughs) And it just it was just that same cycle over and over and over. And eventually, so it used to be that they would pass down a helmet and that would be the Mandalore. That would be the symbol of the Mandalore because whoever became the leader became the Mandalore. Yeah. It's kind of like like they handed off the mantle lore. No. that You did that so well. Thanks. It's a little scary. <laughs> Um, so, so then we, we have this Jedi. It was, so we have somebody who finally grows up within the Mandalorians who is force sensitive and he goes off to the Jedi temple and eventually he comes back and he has created this object called the dark saber, which is, in my opinion, Probably the coolest lightsaber. Ever. It's not a lightsaber; it's a dark saber. It's literally yes. in the name. It's the dark saber, but it is it is made with the technology yes. of a lightsaber oh, yeah. and functions very like, similarly oh, yeah. to a lightsaber. I just I have. Um, but the appearance of it is very cool because instead of having the elongated cylindrical blade that most lightsabers has, it actually looks like a, a scimitar. sword. Yeah. It's a much, yeah. much thicker, th- thicker looking blade. Um, right. Had a, had a hilt where no other saber right. did, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. And, and, and even its appearance, it, it was very square. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like a blade when the, the saber itself ignites. And not only that, but I believe it's the only black saber truth in Star Wars, or at least that I'm we've seen really so far. Positive. I will look that up right now. So, so we have this this saber that then, because then he comes back and he ends up becoming the Mandalore. Eventually, he dies, and then that becomes the symbol of the Mandalore. It begins to be passed down from person to person, and the lore with it is is only the only person worthy of being the Mandalore is somebody who takes it by force. And yep, it's the only one. Yeah. Um, which means it's probably made of some special crystal that we really don't know about yet. I mean, it would be interesting to get a history on that. I don't think there is one. It's kind of this mysterious object. I'm sure, Um, I'm sure it's going to come down to one of those, like, like the jet air, like, Ooh, that crystal, you know, with stories in the Sith are like, ooh, crystal that with stories. And the Mandalorians were like, it's a fucking rock. And just like grabbed it and went, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> totally. I could totally see a Mandalorian doing that because they do, they do kind of seem to have, they have this kind of irreverence. Yeah. It, it exists. That, Why that don't seems we use to be it? a part of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So eventually, they so they have the planet Mandalorian and then. So we get to the Clone Wars. 
and the Mandalorians have mostly become a peaceful place now. And and you know a little bit more about this than I do. Uh, no, I, I believe you've seen this this arc. No, okay, no, 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 no. no. Okay, so no, that's why I when now, I texted now, you earlier if you'd seen it, that's because I had. Okay. I was like, oh, this would be interesting if you had and I hadn't, because this would be stuff I don't know. Okay. So I do. I I know I know like the story arc. So basically, what happens is Obi Wan. And I believe Anakin. It, it, it mostly that story arc kind of focuses mostly around Obi Wan because Obi Wan sure right. and the uh, the Duchess, I think, is what they end up calling her, um, who is the Duchess of Mandalore. Oh, Cant- no. oh, that's another thing. <laughs> you had me for a gotcha. second. I was like, Canterbury. Um, she was really I, good with. I AIDS. believe the planet. I believe the planet's called Mandalore. Yes, the planet is called Mandalore. Correct. Okay. Um, and so they had become a more peaceful people. They were no longer mercenaries. They still had the armor uh, that was typical to their identity, their culture. Yeah. Um, but they were much, uh, she was bringing a much more uh, internal focus to get their stuff in order, become members of the galactic um, at the time, the, um, Oh gosh, the Republic. Yeah, um, the Galactic. And Republic. so, right. She she was bringing an era of peace. Uh, there were people who didn't like this. They were the Death Watch. Yes, Ooh, um, was just and and they started a revolution against this, and the, and, and it in, involved Obi Wan. The leader of the Death Watch actually had the dark saber, which it it kind of disappears and then comes back and then disappears. It's kind of one of those things that sh- shows up when the Mandalorians need it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this guy had it, and his thing was, "Is I'm gonna, I'm gonna." It, they were basically terrorists acting against the the government that the the Duchess had established to bring about the old ways of the Mandalorians which is war and conquest. Um, and so Obi-Wan defeats that guy. I think he takes up the dark saber and returns it to the Duchess. Now, and no some... one has an issue with that. If I recall correctly. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. Oh, Even... cool. Which makes other stuff weird. Well, I think, I think because technically like he could give it to her, but I think a lot of the, the people that were still steeped in Mandalorian culture still saw like Obi-Wan as the true owner, because as we stated earlier, you can't be the true owner of the dark saber unless you've taken it through conquest, combat. Yeah. Basically. Um, and so I think they just kind of deferred to Obi-Wan plus because everybody was starting to become more peaceful and they're like, eh, we should abandon our old traditions, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the arc that took place. Uh, in that arc, you have, oh gosh, what's her name? Bo Katan. I can't, I can't want to call her Bobaton, but I, that's <laughs> Harry Potter. That's Harry <laughs> yeah. Potter. That's not. Yeah. Uh, so Bo Katan, um, I think she was the daughter of the she Duchess is... or a niece. I will find out for you. You keep. Uh, going. She was the heir apparent to the Duchess. Um. Anyway, we, we move further in and eventually the Empire takes um, they take control of the Republic. Everything starts to happen. We're moving into um, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith, Queen Revenge of the Sith and um, 
A New Hope. She was the leader of the Night Owls and a lieutenant in Death Watch. Oh, okay. So she was actually, okay. So she was actually in Death Watch, which would mean that she would have very little to do with the Duchess, but it would make sense why she would want to have the Darksaber so bad. Yeah. I think she did help Obi-Wan. Like, I think she was sympathetic. She did. She did a bit, if I were. I'm I'm going, so I'm going to be honest with you. Most of the stuff I'm going to pipe in during this segment is stuff like Wild Man Learners having when I was floating through TikTok and people were just posting scenes from the show, from the the Clone Uh Wars TV show. But like, oh, this makes sense now. Clone Wars. Oh, okay. This makes sense now. So like, that's all the info I have is just like 30 seconds of someone going, look at this. So. And, and that's a good point. The Mandalorian, especially the second season, ties heavily into some of the events heavily. that took place during the Clone Wars um, animated, animated series. series. Yeah. Um, which, which, if you can get past the first couple of seasons, is actually really great. Yeah, it's not um, But the first couple of seasons are... They were geared towards kids. And then I think they realized, you know... There are a lot of adults that probably appreciate this a little bit more, or at I least older kids. Yeah. And so they, they became, they, it grew into a much, you know, it got darker, it got grittier. It, it kind of addressed some different issues because then we also, we also see Ahsoka. Now the important piece with Ahsoka in the Clone Wars is that she left the Jedi order after being accused of trying to bomb it. Yes. So she just straight up was like, peace out. I'm out of here. Screw you guys. Um, because she didn't feel like the Jedi, she, she felt like they were hypocrites. Yeah. She was, had kind of started to become disillusioned. It was interesting. Cause like Anakin went through the same thing, but he went, well, I guess it's time right. to go dark side, you know? And she went through the exact same thing. Right. Like, well, I think, I think everyone's wrong. Peace. Smart. Yeah. 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 Which makes her a, a cool character. And, and there have been some speculation about gray Jedi and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, it's it's not really pertinent to the Mandalorian, so I won't go into it too much. But it's pretty cool, so yeah, I would recommend cool. going back and at least watching that part of it. Um, anyway, so we move on, and we know that at some point between Revenge of the Sith and um, shortly after Return of the Jedi, that the Empire attacked Mandalore and basically blew it and, to hell, made it a wasteland, right? It, yeah, and and like slagged it, and then from because in the Mandalorian they're searching for it, so apparently they hid it, for, like erased it from records, so that it couldn't be found. Yeah. Now Bo Katan, I think she hinted that she knew where it was, or she knew where more Mandalorians I th- were. I or... think she knew, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm sure if, if we're wrong, email us. I know, I know you will. Um... But I'm pretty sure she knew where she could find out. Okay. Which and, I think and, was one of the and, main reasons she wanted to, spoiler later, um, you know, get get the frigate was to help her get to finding out where it is. Right. And and this is important because a lot of people would be like, oh, well, because like when, when we talk about like Force Awakens and things like that, people are like, how could you hide a planet? But you got to remember, these people are using hyperspace travel, which involved plotting out different points because you couldn't, when you jump, you could not go through another object's space. Yeah. Or you would die <laughs> because you're moving at through light speed. It. Exactly. So they had to 
plot routes that would be segments of we're going to jump to hyperspace here and then here and then here and then here which is interesting because most people think that the Kessel run being done in 12 parsecs is a unit of time it's actually a number of jumps jumps. correct and something else to remember with the hiding a planet is Camino where they were doing all the clones that was completely hidden from all records like it's it's been done right right just at a and it, much bigger scale. Right. Because if you don't know where it is in relation to other things, it would be very hard to jump to. Exactly. You wouldn't know how to plot a course through the star system to be able to get there. Anyway, sorry, we are super nerds. Uh, yeah, yeah. We love it. I'm a, dude, I am, I haven't, I'm in your eye. Like, I'm just eye contact and this is happening. <laughs> um, so, we'll get to so the actual know, Mandalorian show soon, promise. Right, right. I, I wanted to give a history because there's a lot that happens in the Mandalorian that is so juicy, especially but... the, the the season. The last season we had was like, oh yeah, every yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first season was like its own thing with like a couple moments. You're like, oh, that's a nice hint. And season two was like, hey, here's all that Clone Wars lore, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we know that Mandalore, the planet, was attacked. It was slagged. It was hidden. Yeah. The Mandalorians, those that survived, scattered and went into hiding. And that happened sometime between the Clone Wars and Return of the Jedi. We know that because of what happened in the second season. Um, so then let's let's talk the Mandalorian, the show. Yeah. Which which was announced and obviously a lot of hype. It's character no one yeah. knew, but uh you know, a premise that we were all obsessed with, you know, my, like, I thought Boba Fett was awesome, but Jango Fett for me as a kid was like the thing. I, I really like the Jango updated Fett. look. Jango Fett was really, really, I love the twin blasters. Yes. Oh my God, dude. The twin blasters, the, ep- so just the cool. shining armor with the extra armor police pieces around. You got to see, you know, oh. slave one. I, what was actually, I, I this is a bad nerd moment. I'm, I'm sorry. But what was it called when it was Jango's ship? It wasn't Slave One, was it? It was still Slave One. Was it still Slave One? I thought I thought so, he renamed it. So it was Slave One. So there was a game called Bounty Hunter. Correct. In which you played as Django Fett. Which had the worst and control it's the story scheme of, of all time. You know, so they actually have a port for it for PS5. It was on PS Now. Yeah, and it's good. And so I started playing it. I I love how they just throw hordes of enemies at you and you just boom, 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 boom. And you're just running through them and killing just, and, and just bodies are dropping everywhere. <laughs> there are some cool moments. Yes. The control scheme sucks. Yeah. I remember that. Once you get used to it, it's a little bit better and you can feel really awesome at times, but yeah, it, it was, the control scheme was way wonky. Oh yeah. Anyway, but yeah, sorry. he gets it. So it shows him getting slave one. Okay, cool. And it is, it is actually slave one. But yeah, so we don't, you know, it's a character we don't know at right. all, but it's, you know, it's a premise. Like we've been, everyone's obsessed with Mandalorians, right? So to have a, it uh, was a great blend yeah. too yeah. of, of the kind of look of Jango Fett and the kind of look of Boba Fett, because when you first see him, he has, you know, his armor is all battle scarred. 
it looks kind of similar to the way Boba Fett's looked, but he had that nice clean T helmet like yeah. Jango Fett had. It was it was very base. There was no not yeah. really a lot of markings. You know, it didn't have any of the paint symbols, any of that. Um but so yeah, so the Mandalorian TV show drops season one, you know, and we're all we all jump into it, and it's just like it's we're like, this is a show about a side character, which is a badass side character. You know, I mean, you were used to watching anything Star Wars, and it's like everything that this person we're watching does will affect the entire universe. The Skywalker, every, like, you know, and they go from that to a guy who's like in the most remote planet ever, picking up a <laughs> yeah, random bounty no joke. at this bar with four dudes in it. Like, that's the intro. I I love what they did because it has this great blend of Western mm-hmm. and like samurai. Yes. Kind of the, the lone Ronin kind of uh-huh. thing. Um, and I love the way that it opens with him just walking in and everybody knows he's a Mandalorian because the yeah, helmet. It's, right? it's yeah. You can't not know what a Mandalorian is. So he walks in and everybody's like, oh. This is not good. Like you see people like ducking out of the way and it just, it gave me nostalgic flashbacks to like old Westerns. Oh my God. Where, yes. You know, the black hat walks in and everybody's like, Oh, I'm out. See ya. I know who this Peace. guy is. I'm out. Yeah. And, and I love, so, so this first character is like trying to pay him off and it's like, no, no, you, you, I'll pay you more if you don't do it. But there's a code. This is the way. This is the way. Right. So we we get this boom right there. He has a code. There's a code of honor, which is I feel like it's it's so pivotal yeah. to the character. Um, go ahead. Well, and the thing I was going to say is the first words you ever heard him say was simply. Um, I forgot his first words. I was thinking it over and over into my head over and over and again, but I don't want to get the quote wrong. Hold on. Mandalorian. It's not this is the way, although that said a lot. That's what it, I, I almost said it completely wrong. But his first line and edit point is I can bring you in warm oh, or yeah. I can bring you in cold. Cold. That's the only <laughs> thing he says, like the whole yeah. first episode. Man, I and they, he's a he's a very quiet character. Like he doesn't yeah. say a lot. So I when think he, does he said anything, like one line every episode, which was right. brilliant that first season. Oh man, it, it, you know, and so so they go through these events. So you, you, they set him up as this dangerous bounty hunter. Yep. But and I think I think a lot of it is because a lot of people are like, oh, I, I had a friend say to me, you know, he he's supposed to be this, you know, badass dude, and but he 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 has a lot of troubles throughout the first yeah. season, and it's because there's so much weight placed on the reputation of a Mandalorian. Because everybody, nobody knows his name. Oh yeah, at, at the, all. And and so they're like the he's the Mandalorian. Yeah. Because because there's in in the sect that he belongs to that took him in as a foundling, only one Mandalorian is out doing things at one time. Which was another and, interesting and it's thing kind of a show. side thing yeah. thrown in, where when he gets back and then it shows him going into the the group, you know, the underground sect of his group of Mandalorians. and then you were seeing like seven, eight Mandalorians on the screen at once, and you're like, <laughs> it's oh, happening. It, it, it's just so juicy, and and so 
you see him and I love the character progression. So in that first episode, no, it ends up being like the second episode or yeah, he takes him, he brings him in the second episode. Yeah. So he's a bounty hunter, obviously. I think, I think, I don't think we've said that outright, but those are, I think we we did. Yeah. Okay. So he's acting as a bounty hunter, um, which, which brilliant move because it ties back into Boba Fett Mm -hmm. and, and and it gives that nostalgia. That's what these people do, but it's a new character. So they get to explore other things. And it's, we're not going to nitpick every episode because this will be a five hour show, but just, just a nod yeah. in that first episode where he had a rack of people frozen in carbonite, just as kind of like a <laughs> nod, so like awesome. this is a nod to like, that's how they like, like that's the best way to carry your bounties. You don't want to go through space, right. like freeze them. Like he just has a closet, <sighs> like a, like a push a button and your next coat comes rolling around of just people frozen in carbonite on his ship. <laughs> Well, and the funny thing is, is he goes, and I, I think he, he throws in like when, when he goes back to the, the, the dealer or whatever, you know, he goes back and he has like 10 of them that he just chucks at him. Yeah. I was like, here, here, got them all. Here's all the chits on this bounty. Um, and so they give him one and the deal is, so he goes and he works for the empire and the deal is they will give him this huge amount of Beskar. Pure Beskar. Now Beskar pure Beskar. Yeah. Now Beskar is a really cool material that showed up a lot like in the lore, the Mandalorians specifically, they use this material a lot. And that's because... why the galaxy is afraid of them because they're basically, I mean, they're not invincible, but they're very difficult to fight in Beskar. Well, yeah. yeah. That's what makes them so terrifying. Because Beskar is resistant to blaster bolts. Yep. And not only is it resistant to blaster bolts, but it's one of the only known materials that is resistant to lightsabers, too. Yep. Which is the only the, other and, thing and, and goes, that's resilient to lightsabers is other lightsabers. <laughs> uh, there was also another metal that was actually mentioned. I think it's not canon anymore. I can't remember what it was called, but it was the Sith used it a lot. Oh, it wasn't okay. Beskar, though. Um, anyway, never heard that. but I'll that one that. wasn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's in uh, the, not the rule of two path. Of, it's Darth Bane. It's in the Darth Bane series. It okay. talks about it. I'll look it up. That's interesting. I think it's also mentioned in Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. Uh, anyway, point being this pure Beskar, super valuable material. Very valuable. If I remember correctly, it was only mined on Mandalore too. Correct. It was the only, like the only place you could get it, which is why they, they were the right. only culture with that armor that metal um they never it never went they never sold it to anybody anyone who the fact that that guy had beskar means that he had connections high up in the empire to the planet itself mm-hmm. to get it mm-hmm. which we find out why later yes in the season um so so the deal is they're going to give him just a crap ton of beskar and like they give him like they give him a down payment, right? Or mm-hmm. is the best guard that he initially gets? I think it's a, it's down a down payment. payment yeah. So he goes to the other Mandalorians and they're like, Hey, you've earned a shoulder pad. And that that's an important thing. Cause throughout the series, he earns more and more, more pieces of armor off. and gear, which is made out of best guard, your side character in a video game, moving through quests to slowly, pro- like, oh, just, you're just I, watching I yourself that. as a gamer. I yeah. I was it. like, oh, I've lived this story. <laughs> Do, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it was just a cool element. So so he goes and he's trying to apprehend this this bounty. And initially they tell him, oh, this bounty is 50 years old. You know, because yeah. I think there's a question about it being young or something in there. Or he said, I don't do younglings or something. Found I, like, think, I don't know. I don't remember what. Yeah, it was something like that. And they're like, oh, no, it's 50. He's 50. And they're like, yeah. like oh, OK, cool. Which along with our uh, everyone in the audience, we all went, oh, it's going to be some old dude. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to a planet that's kind of Tatooine-esque, um, kind of deserty. I don't remember what the name of the planet is. I don't remember either. He meets one of the coolest characters in Star Wars, who is the short little dude who herds these these mounts um, that are like dinosaur things. I have spoken. <laughs> and like, yeah, I have spoken. Uh, that is one of the quotes that he says. And so he's, he's, there's this really funny montage of him learning. It's not important to the story, but it is hilarious. Um, so he goes, he goes to this outpost. He ends up teaming up with the droids, which we learned that he hates droids. We don't really, well, we do know the reason because droids were the ones who killed his, his family, family, right? Yes, correct. Cause the, uh, he was a foundling presumably during the clone wars. Correct. Cause it's interesting when it shows that flashback, it's the classic, um, which, which battle droid is that from, you know, like the, the, for the, for, from the clone wars, obviously, but the trade federation, right. the, uh, the big metal dudes, what were they called? Hold on. I think they, uh, oh gosh. They were the big ones that yeah, like the, the big ones that were in the dark gray. They yeah. were the, it'd really help if, if the internet was kinder to me, but, um, yeah. So, so we get a flashback. We find out that he's a foundling and that he has been adopted by the Mandalorians. Um, and that's shown through some flashbacks anyway. So he hates droids. He ends up teaming up with one to try and get the, the, the kid. Well, it turns out that it's a kid. He doesn't know that at the time. But I love I love the moment where it like the the bassinet, the floating bassinet mm. opens and you see the baby Yoda and it's just the one finger reaching out. And then he's kind of reaching his hand toward it Towards and it. they kind of do the, do the E.T. touch um, or the it, it, actually it's very reminiscent of um, what is that painting called? Adam and God on yeah. the Sistine Chapel, mm -hmm. you know, where they're they're just they're touching across this space that divides them. Um, and so, so now he has found this child. Well, he goes to turn it into the empire and then he has a moment of conscious and he destroys the entire, uh, what would you call that? Hmm. An outpost? R super battle. Droid. Sorry. Super. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was that? Not a thing? Like, yeah. It's, it's star yeah. Wars. <laughs> Obviously, it's oh, battle yeah. droid and super battle droid. Why didn't we think of the that? Super battle droid. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a battle droid. It's a super battle droid. I, I just imagine that pitch meeting where they're like, all right, we need to bring in a new thread. It needs to be a battle droid, but, but super. Like, but yeah, what do we name it? What should we call it? And that one guy goes, oh, super battle droid. And everybody, you know. I, I imagine it's George Lucas uh -huh. who's sitting there and like everybody and everybody is like, that is the crappiest name we've ever heard, but it's George Lucas. So they're like, oh, that's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Call it super battle droid. 
Because it is indeed it is. super. Oh man! All right, let's um, let's plow through season one as fast as we can. Okay, just okay. just a you rough synopsis. Okay, okay. Yeah, rough synopsis. Uh, that's where everyone knows the Baby Yoda memes come out, right? We just there's so much to talk about with season two. Like that's what we want to get into. Um, right. You know, rough synopsis. You know, drops it off, gets the kid, drops it off, feels bad about it, gets his payment, says I can have my cake and eat it too. Goes back, kills a shit ton of stormtroopers. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is exactly what he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kills a shit ton of stormtroopers, which was super cool to see. Gets gets Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, is trying to escape. Can't do so. Then all of the Mandalorians from his sect come up and help him escape, which was badass to see like, you know, 15, 20 Mandalorians working together when, like you said earlier, like it's always one that leaves at a time. That's it. There was an important thing that happened, though, that we forgot to mention when they're initially on that first planet. He got a ship stolen by Jawas, and then the Jawas were like, we'll give you your stuff back if you go and get an egg for us. He went and fought that rhino beast. Yes, and then it showed that Baby Yoda had the for- had force abilities. Right. Very true. Because he almost got killed, and then it was able to be stopped because then that becomes his emblem later on. Correct. Even though he initially won't accept it because he said he didn't kill he it by himself. himself. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's an important yeah. piece to the story. Baby Yoda has the force, makes makes Mando go, oh, wow, super cool kid. Kills a bunch of dudes, escapes with it. He's now wanted by the the bounty hunter, the, the bounty hunter association, if you want to call it. So he's got a, a price on his head. So he's trying to escape, find out where to take the baby, try to survive. Everyone's trying to stop him. Uh, he puts some people in jail, gets shot at, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Well, he does a jailbreak, and then, because they betray him, then puts, he, he puts, puts them in jail. In Correct. Like, screw you. And then he gets the battle station blown up. <laughs> yes. Because he's like, then, anyway, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. cool stuff. So basically, he's just outrunning everyone and then goes back to the planet originally mm-hmm. to try to stop everything. Um, and then, like, the main villain dude shows up, which, what was his name again? I think it's Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, right, right, right. So Moff Gideon shows up with a shit ton of clean stormtroopers. Everyone he fought earlier was very dirty. Like, it, this was Imperial firepower shows up. Well, and this is, it's important to know, this takes place shortly after Return of the Jedi. So the <coughs> Empire is breaking apart. Correct. It, like, the Emperor's dead, Darth Vader's dead, the command structure is gone. Yep. The, the rebels still they're still made the government. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which they touched upon a little bit of like showing the kind of the mundane part of like, now we are the government and we've got to put stuff in place and how spread thin they are and trying to figure right. it out, which was super interesting. But yeah, so yeah, I think so too. You know, uh, and this is taking place on the outer rim, which is like the very edges of where the correct. Republic jurisdiction would yeah. take place. Which that, is why everything's able to happen here. But yeah, so Mando almost right. dies. He takes his helmet off. My wife shuddered and went, oh my God, he's hot. Um, and then he turns out just fine. Do we see his face in that episode? Yeah. I thought we didn't see uh, his face in that episode. He's like we did. covered okay. in blood and his hair super matted. And my wife was like, okay. like literally shook. I went, oh, and I was like, okay, well, all right. We're done with the show. Um, <laughs> it, it, the guy who plays him, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, he's the same guy who played. So uh, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to call everything. him Oberon. Pedro Pascal. But I don't think it's Oberon. Pedro Pascal. He was in Game of Thrones. He, he was in Game of Thrones. Asp. He was recently in the uh, Wonder Woman movie. Like He's been in everything. 
Narcos. Yeah. Narcos. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. very great. Hilarious, dude. Um, it's yeah. fun. Like a lot of people didn't really know him very well until Mandalorian. And then everyone like, you know, this, the whole culture dove onto him and realizes how, you know, sincere and funny and hilarious and everything he is, which has been great. Yeah. yeah, so Mando basically takes off in a, in a jetpack and shoots a Tie Fighter out of the sky with Moff Gideon in it, and then they oh ass- yeah, because now he's gotten the Beskar jetpack. Yep, that was the last piece of equipment. Yep, that he was that he got. That's like his leveled up gear. So they escape, and then the, the last scene we see is Moff Gideon on the Tie Fighter, and then he turns on the dark saber, which we just talked about, which is a huge and cuts deal. His way out, and then boom, season yeah. end, like. Also, really cool moment where they're coming. They're they row down a river of lava, and a droid sacrifices itself so that they can get out, because that then changes his mind towards droids, and he's Correct. like, "Ah, droids are okay. They're okay. That's pretty all right." But yeah, so yeah, so season one is basically obviously setting up characters. The fact that Baby Yoda's magic, um, bringing in the, the major characters for season two and how things are going on from there. So, Moff right. Gideon. A lot of imperial power, which was a surprise to, you know, we're all like, oh, shit. Um, and then he has the Darksaber, which is a big deal. Oh, also, also important point there. There's an episode I won't go into the detail, but he mentions if he takes his helmet off, he can never put it back on again. I, I missed that part, I guess. So it's it's in the episode where he ends up on like that backwater where they fight against the ATST. I believe yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he's talking to the lady, and and it's not just if he takes it off, but it's like if someone sees if his he face. takes it off, and someone sees his face, he can never put it back on. Yeah, which is why he was able to put it back on when he took it off when he was dying, because the only person that saw his face saw was his face. a droid. It was a droid, right? Which doesn't count, right? Right? Because they're not people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me, especially uh, if you're a droid. I'm going to get attacked so, by Facebook's so AI we, tomorrow. So, so also it's important uh, to know that the, like the, the guild leader in that area for the, the bounty hunters during that last escapade with the stormtroopers actually sides with the Mando as they call him, or Mando as they call him. Um, and, and so they kind of become buddy, buddy again, even though the last time, <laughs> the last time he saw him, he definitely shot him. Like, Very in the much. Gut. I think he's like set his cloak on fire or something too. Like yeah, yeah, get yeah, out yeah, of here yeah. and punched him in the face. Yeah. 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 Um, also, also so, a scout so, trooper punched baby Yoda and that was a rough moment. Oh yeah. And then Mando immediately killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately dead. Anyway, yeah, um, so that's season one, right? Right. Which, right, which right. Uh, that was a few years ago, like, the nitty-gritty, which now we're getting into the nitty-gritty an hour and 20 minutes into the show. <laughs> right, I know. Hey, okay, I don't, I'm not bothered. I got nothing to do tomorrow. It's a long Me show. Either. Buckle up. I don't have to be up um, we Yeah, go. so season, season two, we're on a planet we all know and love. What's the planet called? Tatooine? We're on Tatooine. Thank I know they. Okay, I, I knew they were in Tatooine at some point. Yeah, we're we're back and, on. And I just Tatooine, where everything you know, Anakin, Tatooine, Luke Skywalker, Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. Um, they end up on. Yeah, Tatooine is a part of of everything, which is 
weird because it's such a small, weird podunk planet, right? But, um, well, I guess not podunk because, you know, that's where the Hutt's base is and they're kind of like one of the most powerful things in the galaxy. But, you know, whatever. Well, there are three main cities. There's Moss Eisley because now he's searching because the last mission that he was given given by the last surviving Mandalorian of his sect mm-hmm. uh, was this is your foundling. Find it. You're kind. responsible for it. Find its kind. This is the way. Yeah. Right. Which is there is their kind of credo for here are our rules. This is the way and you follow it. It's not this is a way it is. This is the way. Yeah. Yeah. So so he gets told that he can find out about Jedi or the first thing he's trying to do is find more of his kind, not Jedi. So he'd found out that there was a Mandalorian on Tatooine because he. Because I think he was told that they would know where there would be more Jedi because they have that history, that kind of antagonistic history. His his sect was very hidden away and other Mandalorians would know where to find a Jedi. So he was trying to find Mandalorians to then find Jedi. So he finds out there's one on Tatooine, which we all in unison went, it's Boba Fett, right? Wasn't the first episode, though, where he encountered Bo-Katan? No. I thought that was the first one where they're on the no. water planet because he limps there. No, first first episode oh, okay. was it's the on, it's uh, on Tatooine. the the dragon on Tatooine with the sand people. That was a season so cool. opener. Such okay. a great episode. Yes. Yeah, keep going. Keep so going. so he shows yeah. up to try you know to try to learn, and we see Boba Fett's helmet come into frame, and we all freak out, and the camera zooms out, and it's you know very much not Boba Fett, right? And so Mando doesn't uh, Timothy know that, Oliphant, actually. Which is super cool. Uh, and he looked Because great. he was a sheriff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, then obviously, you know, you find that, you know, this is the way dude who's very set in his ways is like, oh, my God, you're not a Mandalorian. You're wearing my armor. I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. Yeah, and, you know. No joke. And then it's that whole <laughs> like. Timothy Oliphant's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, whoa. yeah. <laughs> and it's that whole, like, we all we all face it in video games. It's that whole, like, I get where you're coming from. You could kill me, but if you don't kill me, I'll let you do a quest for me. <laughs> right. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I will give you the armor, but... But in exchange you for you not murdering me, people. you also need to do a favor for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so he goes to, you know, to the sand people, which turns out he speaks their language, which was dope. Yeah, the, so the Sand People language, they had actually brought in, because they speak a lot in sign. Yeah. In the in the show, which is part of canon now. And they actually had a deaf person that was, I think he actually played one of the Sand People. Oh, that's cool. And he was one of the people that worked with them to create that language. That's super cool. And the thing so I think I really done, used, yeah, yeah. Was, was how they kind of showed more of the... Um, the sand people's culture. Like they weren't just Dude, the, the roving okay. band of, of evil things. Like, like the, you're like, right. I get it. But at the same time, you're yeah. like, they are a people and there's more to them than, you know, right. you, you think about, which was interesting. What are you going to say? So when, whenever you think of a sand person, what weapon are they carrying? Oh, the, the staff. The, yeah. Or the, the mace kind of looking thing. Yeah. With like the, with the, like the pick on one end, mm-hmm. and then it has like the or the super on this end. long rifle. It looks like an old flintlock. I always rifle. yeah yeah yeah. 
So I always wondered with the 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 mace type thing why it had that one point, and we get an idea because in the show we see one of them picking a banta's teeth with it. Yes, we do. And I was like, "That's what it's for." Yeah, yeah. That's what that point does. And the dogs are probably like getting that whole society thing. So then everyone has this common problem with this huge. What is it? The what? Uh, Puff the Magic Dragon, right? Right. I want to say I think it was K sand crate dragon. crate. I knew it was. I was I knew it started with a K. The crate dragon. Crate dragon. Is, this huge monster, which had taken over a Sarlacc pit, which we all know from. Um, which one was that in Empire? Uh, Empire Strikes. Back. Empire Strikes Back, right? So this thing had gone and eaten the Sarlacc, which were like holy shit, and was messing with everyone. No, it wasn't Empire Strikes Back. It was Return of the Jedi. Okay, Return of the Jedi. I believe you. Because because he had become a Jedi. Luke had become a Jedi. You're right, you're he claimed right. That he, he showed up, he Jedi. was a Jedi. You're right, Return of the Jedi. Um, I have he had just left Yoda's and was searching for his... I have eight movies and a TV show going through my head at the same time. It's hard to keep track of it all. Right, yeah. Um, no, 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 I get it, yeah. yeah. Gatekeep us, we get it. Um. So, uh, but yes, yeah, so this crate Dragon's bothering everyone. So then he, bring, right. you know, he brings the villagers and the sand people together to fight this thing, which was a super cool sequence. Um, Mando oh, does the classic, give me so a bunch cool. of bombs. I'm going to get eaten by it and blow up inside. <laughs> flies so flies cool. out of its mouth with his rifle in hand, spins around. Boom. Boom. Oh, and it was the first time we were seeing Boba Fett's beautiful. rocket getting launched, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super cool sequence incredible way to start the season like huge budget I, this for that is episode one, it was incredible this this is one thing i don't get why does everybody bend over to shoot that rocket off when it's a homing rocket that's a good question cuz <laughs> cuz it it home like you lock on somebody and then they always bend over to shoot it off but it's a homing rocket I think okay. One thing I'm, I'm going to say this. I think so. Like like a regular rocket launcher, there's a lot of backblast, and so you don't want that hitting something. So I think okay. I think there's backblast on the rocket launcher, and if you don't, that's just going to burn your ass. Burn your butt. Yeah. Okay. So you bend okay. over. So the backblast. I, I I, okay. I'm pulling that out of my ass, but I'm assuming I'm, that's the reason. Yeah. If I, not, I mean, because it, it, I, that it was just feels always... like more to it to go locked on fire, maybe because. Uh, because here's the thing. They would always aim it and then lean over, which I know you shoot guns. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't aim and then lean, lean over <laughs> or look away from the shot that you're making. It's already home yeah. done. Yeah. It's style. They, they do a backflip and launch it halfway through and they're like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Parkour. Yeah. Um. So then I think is when he limps over to the water world, right? And that's where he encounters Bokatan. Because at this point, his ship is basically wrecked. So he... No, no. No, no. So he, he ends he up on the there. ice planet. So he gets, he yeah, gets Boba he gets Fett's Boba armor. Boba Fett's armor. And as he's leaving, right. we see a silhouette of a person who turns and their face, you're like, all right. And in and and like the sand people cloak. Yeah. I yeah. know that face, right? Oh, man. Um, that which, was so which comes, awesome. I had his face. He turned around and uh, split. I stopped and I went. I felt like, uh, like in Lord of the Rings, you know, when Theoden... 
becomes himself and like touches his niece's face. Oh yeah. I know your face, you know, <laughs> like I had that moment, you know, I'm like, he's just a simple man trying to make his way through the galaxy. I know that face. Yeah. I know that that's him. That's gotta so, be. I, I see. And I knew it immediately because I've seen the actor a couple because well, I, I, he was an Aquaman. He was the actor who played Jango Fett. Yeah, yeah. He was the actor of Jango Fett. Oh, I didn't know he was an Aquaman. Yeah, he was but the dad he was the Aquaman. actor who played Jango Fett. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You were correct. Anyway, uh, like, and he has no hair. Like, you can tell, obviously, he had sat in the belly of that yes. Sarlacc pit. And he's in for, for a minute because those who... Yeah, and for those who don't know, the Sarlacc pit, like, it digests things. Like, if you don't remember... Return of the Jedi mentions that it takes like a hundred years for things to digest in a Sarlacc pit. And he, I think from what I understand, Boba Fett's the only person to have ever escaped ever, from yeah. a Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Yeah. And, but anyway, uh, another, another fun nod real quick before we move away from episode one, we're not going to go episode to episode. But I say that and we're probably are. Um, I yeah, think it was in this episode when they're riding on their speeder bikes, um, Cobb Vanth, who's the marshal, right? wearing Boba Fett's armor, part of his speeder bike was Anakin Skywalker's pod racer. Yes. That was such a cool nod. I was like, Oh my God, that's his, it's, it's Anakin's pod racer. Like part of his speed, his speeder bike was Anakin's pod racer. The engine. Yeah. The the engine engine. from Anakin's pod racer was the, the speeder bike itself. That was such a cool moment. I was like, freaking out yeah fun a lot of fun you know and i wonder so was it the one because there was one that like shot off Off. right now that's probably that one no no his one his no yeah no his was his was intact when he but he left it and his mom got sold off you know and everything so who knows what happened to the racer but yeah that was just a cool nod it was great i'm a pod racer. racer now this is pod racing pod racing um (laughs) <laughs> so anyway so yeah so he he leaves the planet he's going somewhere else he gets shot down by the republic now the new republic yep uh because they don't recognize his call sign he ends up wrecking on this planet crashing through the ice he ends up uh oh because he's trying to transport um a lady the, with the eggs frog lady. and baby yoda eats almost all, All of them. them. Yes, because he's got another lead on where Mandalorian can be on another planet. But right. he has to take. Oh, and she's the one who knows, knows where, where they're at. at. Exactly. So, so he's she taking has her to take him to hyperspace. Yep. Because, yeah. So so because of the eggs, uh, he fights off icky ice spiders. Which, fun fact about the ice spiders. I don't know if you know this. Ooh. Oh, I don't. So... Something I said to Lisa, I hid my, I have horrible arachnophobia. I hid my face for half that episode and screamed. Yeah, 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 um, no, I get it. I was like, Star Wars. Especially with like the funnel mouth. Yeah. Star Wars was the only place I knew I was safe from spiders. Why would they do this to me? Right. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uses spiders to scare you. Star Wars didn't. I was proud of that. So um, I was looking into it. Those, those beings were from the original concept art of Dagobah. And Luke was going to fight those while looking for Yoda. Oh. So that whole sequence was to put in concept art of the original series as a creature. And I was like, all right, that's pretty, cool. that's fucking dope. 
I was like, yeah, I'm, they're terrifying, but I'm like, that's a cool, re- that's a, another cool nod to put in. Like, this is a creature they wanted in Star Wars, and now it is. I've got to give a shout out to John Favreau, who is the showrunner mm-hmm. for The Mandalorian, who also gave us John Favreau Elf and the Marvel Universe, Iron Man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, basically. If you yeah. enjoy it, Elf he's a piece because of it. Iron Man, and uh, yeah, he has an amazing way of picking out these are the things that people love you know like elf right he he knew how to capture the essence of that yeah and it was the same with iron man i mean up until that point marvel really hadn't gotten a lot of traction Mm. iron i mean they had spider-man but those movies were okay yeah especially looking back on them and then when you no, no anyway yeah, yeah yeah the dance but iron man was the real first piece where i think it became more mainstream instead well, of it was i like comic books i want yeah. to go watch it it was this is dope you know and so and i i think he has this great way of connecting with audiences and capturing these essences of these movies that we love he does he's done that with the mandalorian yeah you could tell he did well. a study what aspects because the big thing um for me with with john is like you can tell he didn't just study star wars like the universe he studied what part of this makes fan like it and then if you notice the pacing of the mandalorian tv show is more akin to the pacing of the original trilogy trilogy it's it's a much slower it's a little slower yeah yeah but as when you're a Star Wars fan, you're used to that because, you you know, we will go through and, you know, you do you watch them all and you're you're used to the pacing of the classic movies. Um, and yeah, like. The color palette, how to do a scene, how to make a monster, what parts of the Star Wars universe people like and especially the pacing like, yeah, he knows what people want and he makes it and it's oh, great. Beautiful. Well, and, and, and that's to me, that was really the failing, especially of The Last Jedi. Mm hmm. It was not a Star Wars movie. It felt like J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek. Just boom, 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 fast, fast, fast. Well, fast, A Force fast. Awakens was fine. It was at least in line with the essence of Star Wars. Yeah. The Last Jedi, which was not J.J. Abrams. Well, I mean, I was, was, I was more putting it tuned to when oh, he okay. did the Star Trek remake. Okay. Where it was like, Star Trek's always been a slower thing. And that was like, boom, bam, 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 boom. Well, here is the thing. It was a Marvel movie skinned over with Star Wars. I will agree Marvel movies have a very specific pacing. Yeah. A lot of times they'll make fun of their villains. Um, it's just a very different tone. Star Wars has always been a little more serious. They're funny. They're light moments. But it never comes at the expense of the villains. Correct. The villains have always been dark and they've had a gravitas. Yeah. Ooh, good word. Even, even in the prequels they still were dark and they had a gravitas and they were of a tone Mm. with the original trilogy. The last Jedi was not, never was. I mean, you had this great general Hux who was a good villain that had been set up in a force awakens. And the whole time they crapped on him in, uh, the last Jedi and it absolutely ruined him, which is probably why he never showed up in, rise of skywalker anyway anyway rant over anyway, going back to back the mandalorian. mandalorian right john favreau beautiful man yes anytime yes. that man has um, an idea take that phone call um yes 
But yeah, so spider things, ship is a mess. They literally crawl right. to the water planet. Like right. li- that ship was. You're, I've, I've limping, never see, you've yeah. never seen a ship that messed up fly through space before. It, it, like they series. they had to limit to the cockpit because it had so many holes in it. Exactly. And it was. Just, <laughs> yeah. They only had a certain amount of oxygen, and then they're like, "We're gonna we're gonna have to go into like sleep mm-hmm. so that we can get there." It was a um. It, anyway, so he finally makes it there. He's like, "Hey, repair my ship." He goes to find Mandalorians. He gets sucked. He gets tricked into going on the ship. They try to kill baby Yoda. And he's like, I'm going to effing kill you guys. And he's like, dive straight in. Right. And the the cool thing is, is this character is still growing. He's not like there are a lot of badass moments, but he's not infallible. Yeah, he's not. And I I think that's one of the things that works. Yeah. Yeah. He he's still he's kind of becoming them. He's building his own reputation, but we're seeing it go from he's relying mostly on the reputation of the Mandalorians to he's built his own reputation. Exactly. And that's, that's kind really of what we get point. at the end of season two. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he, he goes, he dives in, he's trying to rescue Baby Yoda. He comes into contact with Bo-Katan and the rest of what's left of Death Watch. Which was they, a cool moment when she took her so helmet off cool. and you're like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because because remember, if to him, if you take Take your your... helmet off and somebody sees you, you can't put it back on. So he's like, you're not Mandalorians. And so he immediately goes on the attack and they're like, whoa, we are. You just you must have belonged to this sect. We never really get a name for that. Yeah. Do we? Um, I'm trying to remember if if they did. But it was really interesting because like how they told the story is you were in his head with them, that that was that was the way. You, you right. know, because even me and right. Lisa were like, well, how come how come Django Fett didn't have his helmet on when he was talking to me? We didn't allow this whole like we just assume, and that could just be us not being, you know, super into the, the lore of Mandalore, you know, because we were right. Where we were like, oh, well, then they're not Mandalorians because she took her helmet off. We were right there with them, you know. And then once we learned, we're like, oh, idiots. But um, but yeah, it, they wrote it in a way where if you didn't know that whole history, you you were right there in that moment with him. Like you all gasped when she took her helmet off. Right. You're like, oh, I can't believe she did that, you know. Again, beautiful yeah. writing and pacing. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So so they say, you know, you belong and I think they hinted that they had been thrown off a of Mandalore long before mm-hmm. it had been destroyed. Like they were and who knows why, but there there's I'm sure we'll find out and and kind of get some more to that story. But anyway, so so she says, you know, if you help me, I'll help you. I can sh- tell you where there's a Jedi. He helps her. She, it, we come to find out she's after the dark saber because she wants to be the Mandalore. Yeah. And basically. she's had it before. Correct. Right. Okay. Um, so she wants it I, back. I think, I think so. I, I'm, I'm not positive on that one. Um, she, had, she was close to the person who had it before and has been close to having it previously. Okay. I don't know. And, her unit is pretty cool too. They're the like, night owls, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Bo-Katan night owls. Yep. Hence the helmet stuff. Yeah. Kinda well, that's best. very. It, it looked like their helmets and their style of armor looked exactly like it did in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so come to find out, she's after the dark saber. Um, 
the Mandalorian or Mando doesn't know that. Uh, he he goes off to then find this Jedi mm-hmm. where he runs into Ahsoka Tano, who is another person from the Clone Wars and who we talked about earlier had left the Jedi. That is probably one of my favorite episodes from the second season. The, f- the whole planet, the kind of black and white. Yeah. Well, the <clears> facts <throat> like when they mentioned they mentioned the Je- they mentioned the Jedi there and where she was. Right. And immediately we all were like, oh, it's, it's a suck. Like we all guessed it. Right. Yeah. You, like, I'm not a big Clone Wars person, but I knew her character, and even I immediately was like, oh, my God, I think it's Ahsoka Tano. Well, she's she, uh, Bo-Katan said, uh, tell Ahsoka Bo-Katan. Oh, did she say that? Oh, I didn't hear that part. I guess I missed she that part. Did. But I, okay, anyway. But, so the cool thing with, sure. with episode four, though, that made me gasp was, like, the first second of the show was Ahsoka Tano. It wasn't like Mandalorian shows up, it ramps up and then she's like, boom, it was me, you know, like out of the gate. It's her. It's her killing people with her lights, like the well, classic the cool white light, her lights, it, light, light, blah, 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 white lightsaber. And then her slicing people down using the force. We're like, oh, my God, already? Like, we're just jumping into this right now. Well, and it kind of felt a little bit like a horror film where yeah. she was the monster chasing down these stormtroopers that are terrified and mist. trying to run away. Yeah. Oh, man, I loved the whole aesthetic of that episode, that planet, because Ahsoka Tano is a very neutral mm-hmm. character. And to be in a place that has such a neutral palette, very, very, very yeah, cool. Super cool. Um, so he so the Mando lands. He doesn't know any, he doesn't know much about Ahsoka, but he gets hired by the mayor of the city to go and kill her. He's like, sure, I'll go and kill her. And then he gets out there and he's like eating his cake and. Or uh, what's, it, what's the saying? Um, getting his cake and eating it too. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'll have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because he's like, yeah. By the way, I don't want to kill you. And they had given him a a Beskar spear, which is super cool. Yeah. Because he has the entire spear made of Beskar. In my opinion, probably cooler than the dark saber. What's yeah. anyway? And I don't know about you, but the second I saw that there was a full spear of Beskar, I was like, Mando's going to end up with that. You just watch. The second oh, I yeah. saw it. Well, uh, yeah. And and so so he goes into the woods. He meets Ahsoka. And he's like, hey, baby Yoda. And we find out that its name is Gro- Grogu. 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 Which is, I, I love that name. It's a great name. It, it just it fit very well. Uh, we find out, so she she kind of communicates with Grogu. That's how we find out Baby Yoda's f- name, finally. Um, she says that he was raised on the Jedi Temple when all the younglings were killed. He was uh, captured, I think, and then experimented on. And then, anyway, there was something really bad that happened with him that he's kind of leaning a little bit towards the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been using, the, the Empire was using him to they were using his dna to try to replicate it and create clones as they seemed to be what the indication was more i think it was more um they mentioned we we got the uh they mentioned midi chlorians again i believe was that they were trying to focus not so much the force but more of the midi chlorians into making not so much having their own like crafting jedi clones but like 
super like a bunch of Captain America, the the Captain America serum, where you have super soldiers that are force sensitive. Yeah, yeah, right. And 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 it it could tie in with Rise of Skywalker. It could also because at the end of that episode, so he teams up with Ahsoka. She's like, I'm not going to train him. He could turn to the dark side. This could be bad. So you know, just here, take take him to this planet. Have him sit on this rock. Send out a signal. A Jedi may show up or something worse. Yeah. <laughs> Which something <laughs> great. Yeah. Thanks. It's okay. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, real quick. I'm just throwing out random uh, dumb trivia for you. Um. Mm-hmm. So the mayor of that town that had the Beskar spear. Yes. Uh, that actress is uh, the mother of the original Red Power Ranger. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Just another dumb okay. trivia for you. Yeah. Um, so then, so they go to the town, they, you know, to kill the mayor and to free the town is kind of the, the goal there. Uh, there's a cool scene that takes place. Lots of actually quite a few cool scenes. Really cool. Uh, scenes. he basically, yeah. Anyway, they end up winning. They kill it. We find out that Ahsoka is actually looking for Admiral Thrawn, which, which is a big name drop. You know, it, it's huge, especially. So there was a series of books. It was a trilogy. It was, I believe it was called the Thrawn Trilogy, wasn't it? It was called the Thrawn Trilogy, yes. Where we encounter this really cool, and and even in Clone Wars, we saw his planet, and I believe his name was dropped in the Clone Wars, too. Correct. And I I don't think he was in Rebels, but I think it was Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah, I I think you're right. Um, And so, anyway, Thrawn, so in this trilogy, Thrawn is an admiral who basically had gathered a whole bunch of the empire together and was trying to kill the new Republic. Um, but and the cool thing about, is he's the only high ranking alien in the empire. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they were, Fun fact, very, the empire racist. were very racist. Yes. yes. Racist. Um, he, yeah, he was the, the highest ranking alien Anyway, he's super, super cool. Because And the only reason that he made it there was because of his intelligence and his tactics. He's a super scary big deal. Very, yeah. Um, Not and, just a big uh, name drop, a terrifying name drop. So introducing him into this universe could mean that those cloning that's taking place could have something to do with the Thrawn trilogy. Because remember, there was a dark Jedi that was cloned. Mm, yes. In that trilogy called Yormander or something. Your, like yeah, your mama, I think, yeah. Yeah, your mama. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was funny because they had an extra, like in that book, in that book series, the clones had like an extra consonant in their name, and that was like the there was there ended up being a clone of Luke, and it was <laughs> Luke. Yeah, that's right. It had an extra two right. user thing like that. It was so weird. Timothy Zahn wrote that series. So um, good. So good. Anyway. It's a good series. Go back and read it. It's yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, except for Luke. <laughs> also, um, also, another dumb trip. No, another dumb thing for you. Okay. Yeah. So that same episode with, with Bo-Katan, right? When they're, yeah. when they're assaulting, you know, the compound. So the, the head, I don't know, the head security guy that had the mm-hmm. shotgun blaster, which was super cool, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that is uh, Ringo from Tombstone. That's the same actor. Oh, so that that whole yeah. the whole like Wild West shootout thing between him and Mando at the end was a nod to Tombstone, because that was the actor that did Ringo. That's pretty cool. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 
Um, so he gets the best card steal. He goes to this planet and he sets Baby Yoda on the stone. Baby Yoda goes into a trance. Oh, because he's finally figured out how. Because Grogu doesn't. He, it's almost like he's he's got a block that keeps yeah. him from using the Force, except because in of stressful situation. Because of all the work that or the tests that have been done, and because of his Force abilities, he had purposely walled them inside so he couldn't be found out. So now it was a whole like right because he's he's received what thirty years of training. I mean yeah. he's I mean he's he's probably but he's he's built some blocks exactly um, which is why um, Ahsoka uh, Ahsoka was like the whole I sense much fear in you which we all know how that road goes because yeah. Yeah. Grogu's terrified to show force because people are using him for it you know yeah which is a terrifying concept. Darth Baby Yoda. Right. <laughs> um, so he, uh, Grogu goes into a trance. There's a force field that goes up because Mando's found out how to connect with him and get him to use the force. Um, so he's broken down some of those walls. Um, but now the Empire knows where, Grogu, knows where Grogu is. They come to attack. But first, Boba Fett shows up. Boba with- Fett! The Imperial Sniper that we saw in the first season, which was a bounty that the Mando went after. Correct. Which is the original voice actor in the animated movie Mulan for Mulan. Oh, another interesting bit of trivia. <laughs> That's all I'm bringing to the episode tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It turns out Mulan's a badass in real life. Yeah. Uh, which her character is really cool. Very um, cool. Oh man, and we didn't talk about the his friend, but I guess that's not really important to the story yeah. anyway. But yeah, so um, Boba Fett shows up and he's like, "Yo, dog, you got my shit. You have my armor. I want it back." <laughs> and Mando's like, "That ain't yours, dog. Prove it." Um, and so you know they kind of go at it for a second, and then suddenly, <gasps> stormtroopers arrive. A ton mm-hmm. of them. A ton of yeah. them. A ton of them. Yeah. It's getting to see that classic, metric. the drop pod. Yeah. Metric ton of stormtroopers show up a drop pod with, you know, like landing a D day stormtroopers come piling out. Right. Um, which is cool. You know, it, it, it was, it was cool. Very... It showed us, yeah, that other side of the empire where you don't really get to see it, you know, but, um, but yes, yeah, so then they all fight together because this doesn't have a lot of dog fights. Like typically Correct. in star Wars, most of, the movies, most of the time, we saw a lot of airship battles. Correct. We didn't see a lot of drop infantry battles except with the Jedi and droids. Correct. Yeah. yeah no, very, very, very. No, that's a very good point. Um, but yes, yeah, so then we get to see Boba Fett kick some ass with no armor or blasters. He's just got his, you know, sand people staff, which I believe so is a. Cool. I believe it's an act. I can't remember what it's called, but I believe that's an actual um, like tribal New Zealand, or like the islands over there, like a weapon from over there. If I recall correctly, it could be. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing something about that, which is super cool, obviously. Um, but so Mando's like, Oh shit. Grogu's still up there praying. You know, I better get up there. So he runs off and quick you know, don't interrupt his prayer yeah yeah exactly which he can't he keeps getting blasted away and keeps trying over and over yeah. you know and boba ends up killing stormtroopers until he ends up right next to man the raven crest which is mando's ship and looks at it and you go 
don't you mess with my emotions like this. When he just looks at the <laughs> ship, you all you, like I grabbed Lisa's arm and I stood up on the bed and I was like, no, no, no way. There's no way. Not going to happen. Not happen. No, no, they can't do this to my poor little heart. Um, so yeah, then a ton more stormtroopers show up. Right. And then Mando's trying to fight them. It's an epic battle. Um, yeah. Imperial sniper lady, which I feel like she should get, I know I should know her name cause she's badass. I will look that up momentarily. Yeah. Does this awesome, like dives off a rock and like th- 360 no scopes a dude and then falls to the ground and rolls off and like takes out a whole turret battalion by shoving rocks at them and shit like super cool. Right. Um, so yeah. things are starting to turn around. There's a ton of stormtroopers, and then all of a sudden, a detonator comes out of nowhere, and the camera zooms in on the detonator. Detonator explodes. You hear a rocket pack, and then a frame shot of green, and then a clunk, and then a stormtrooper slowly turn look up behind him, and standing behind him is Boba Fett in Boba Fett's armor. Well, and the cool thing is, is he's wearing Boba Fett's armor, but there's been a change because he's taken on some of the the sand person. Yeah, uh, the, like their 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 clothing that they wear, and so he's wearing it over like because it because it used to be in the original tri- or in the original trilogy yeah, it was a khaki. Yeah, the jumpsuit or whatever. Yeah, and and now it's this kind of dark robe like thing underneath the Mando armor. Just so cool. Yeah. So then we get the most fan service fan service to ever fan service. And it's just Boba Fett in his armor shitting on stormtroopers for about 45 seconds. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Blasting them. You are not wrong. Literally punching them, pistol whipping them, throwing them off, using like a uh, a propel wrist thing to throw one like eight feet away. We get knee pad rocket launch knee pad mini rockets that get shooting off like grabs a guy mm-hmm. and snaps his neck while spinning into another guy to punch him just epic battle scene just like right yeah they, like i had to pause the show and like go rub one out real quick like there's just oh <laughs> god that was badass it was it was it was, it was a great battle it uh, unfortunately it ends with a little bit of a bad thing because now Mando joins the fight. Correct. So they're all fighting together. They're fighting, and I mean it's just waves and waves of stormtroopers. Well, then they send in the dark troopers, dark troopers, which they have removed the human element, which was the weakest part of the dark troopers. So they're fully robotic. They fly in, they capture Baby Yoda, and they take off. And Mando's like. Uh. Boba Fett proves to Mando that it's his armor. He pulls up this thing with all these glyphs on it that says, hey, here's my name. This Boom. does belong to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, um, they blow up the Ravencrest. Oh, yes. Mando's yes, yes, ship, yes. which has been through so much and rebuilt like three times during this two seasons, gets completely yes. blown to bits and smothered in front of us. And that broke my heart. But then he gets to ride on Slave One because Boba Fett's like, hey, this is, you know, we're with you until you get the Foundling back. Yeah. Um, um, real quick before I, I say the other fan service thing, was that this episode or was that the um, the later one with the uh, the blast from Slave One the big... with the TIE fighters chasing him? I think uh, that no, was, it's the... in the episode. was it in the other episode? Okay. 
You're right. They couldn't have too much fan service in that one episode. You're right. I think the the sound wave thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, hold yeah, on. I'll find out. I will find out. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Oh my god. I think I think it was that other episode. I think it was that other episode. Yeah. All right, we'll get to that then. Because oh my god. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, a lot of fan service, which was which was interesting because it's something me and you talked about earlier with Boba Fett's right. character, how it was. They never had to show he was badass. It was just by his status, you knew he was. And this was the moment we all got to go, all right, I get it. That's why he was yeah, feared. Yeah. Understand now. Yeah. He's a big deal. So right. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Well, and he kind of hints because he says that he's not a Mandalorian. Correct. Because he's right? a clone. Yeah. Because he, he specifically states, I'm not a Mandalorian. And I think, I think, I don't think his father was a Mandalorian either. I think his father was a foundling, but I don't know if he was ever actually I think a that Mandalorian. Was, I believe so. I think he actually, like the person who adopted him, he took his armor, but it wasn't, he wasn't a Mandalorian, a true Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, but they followed the code anyway. and in, 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 in practice they were, but yeah, yeah that, that, right. that comes in this next episode a little bit. Right. Um, so he agrees to help them. He agrees to help Mando get the, foundling they decide that well they figure out that to find out where moth gideon is they have to infiltrate this imperial base uh they go and free the guy that mando had had imprisoned in the first season who is bill burr bill burr yep. comedian mm-hmm. yep uh pretty hilarious comedian actually he very but, very hilarious but was yeah I really didn't enjoy his performance in season one. Like not nearly as much as I enjoyed his one. Well, yeah, as one, he's come out very heavily hating star Wars and everything it stands for in the past. Really? Yeah. Which is why when I saw him in the Mandalorian, I was like, what the fuck? Um, But just his, I've never seen him as like an actor. So like, it just kind of bothered me that whole episode. Which was why this next, which we'll get into it, was like really great. But I was like, man, why is he here? That costume's dumb. He's dumb. He had great story arcs. Yeah, absolutely. The, most which recent. is which comes up. Yeah, exactly here. I uh, wanted to throw it, that out because it's I, very important for what happens next. It was a little jarring considering the way he was in the first season. Correct. Like, I like the story arc. It was a little jarring. Because in the first season, he's just like, he's kind of a jerk. Uh, not nearly as much of a jerk as some of the other people <laughs> on that particular mission. But it, his story made sense. It was just a little jarring. Um, they go and get him because he can help them get into this imperial complex. This imperial complex happens to house very uh, volatile explosives. Yes. Um so and and this is Mando takes off his helmet, but he puts on another one. He puts on a stormtrooper helmet. He well, refuses missing, to take it off. Um. Uh. Or was that the episode after this? Actually, am I am I jumping ahead here? Because we see we see Bo-Katan with Boba Fett. Was that the next episode? That was the next episode after this one. You're right. I think so. You're yeah. right. You're right. Okay. Because so that's when everybody teams up to yeah. go and get Moff Um. Boba Fett, real quick. So they go. They Boba Fett's got a new paint job on his armor. Oh yeah, it's not yeah. all torn up. He it has looks... gone through the work to to clean it and repaint it. Yeah, 
And uh, it looks good. It looks good. Another fun, just fun little trivia. Which is it's not like a, like a, this actor was so and so. This is actually really cool lore wise. So if you notice, um, I actually picked up on this and researched it. Um, if you notice, the original armor for Boba Fett had gold bars and a line painted here, which in yes. Mandalorian stands for vengeance, which was him basically right. avenging his dad who was murdered in front of him. Right. He then paints right. it red, which stands for honoring a parent. So he is mm-hmm. not only from being removed from his armor, um, change, change changed a lot um, from obviously having to not depend on his armor, learn who he is as a person, figure out his place in the galaxy. Um, as he says, I'm just mm-hmm. a simple man trying to make my way through the galaxy. Like his dad said, when you met him as Django Fett, um, which that had to be really cool for the actor to just like say that line again in that moment, you know? Right. But it was really yeah. cool to see that. Like, this is my dad's armor. It's battle worn. I am, th- you know, the right hand of, of Darth Vader. You know, I'm working along with, with the Fets. I'm um, not the Fet, the, uh, the Huts. Um, the huts yeah 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 and so like that whole thing was just battle scarred vengeance 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 make me money i want power vengeance vengeance and so his time away from his armor he's changed matured um and now he has decided to remantle himself by completely painting the armor and now honoring his dad instead of avenging his dad and i thought that was just a cool like what a small little detail and again Mm -hmm. Like we talked about, most of Boba Fett's writing has been stuff they don't really show, but does so much storytelling. And just having him paint his armor and move it from red or move from gold to red, like that was such a huge story arc that was never told. It was Mm -hmm. just a painting of his armor. You understood what his character had gone through. And that was one of those little details. I was like, oh, come on. That's so brilliant. And, and. I, I'm interested. We'll talk about this in a minute, but I'm interested to see how that's going to play into the something. Book of Boba yeah. Fett. Oh, mm. so so, anyway, so episode uh, seven. Here. They go to the Imperial outpost. The important piece here is he uh, Mando had through a series of events. He has to take his helmet off and let people see him so that he can acquire the information that they need to go and rescue Grogu. Yes, which um, is a really and, cool and, and, fight sequence on that moving truck with mm-hmm. the, the local terrorists yeah. and um, oh so cool so cool just what and you could he gets hit at one point and you can tell he's like oh right oh it's not best car that hurt you know <laughs> yeah and really goes to town because um, you see him stand and expect to, it to yeah. bounce off and it, it doesn't he's like, because he's not wearing best oh, car and he's like right. mistakes were made i'm done because there's been a lot of right. moments in fight scenes where he just stands there and is like i can take this and just like crawls forward getting shot a million times so he's used that's his that's yeah. his thing but a really cool thing was when the uh and then I'll, I'll let you tell a story but um i'm sorry i keep jumping in but um no you can you can go from here it's a podcast i'll let you should talk um you're right i'm sorry but um but so tie fighters show up to save them and then oh, this huge line of stormtroopers and they brought back the uh what was the the tan ones that we saw in Rogue One, which were super cool? Yeah, I, don't know. I remember they were they brought those ones back, but it was like, is the only time I've ever was like, yes, the Empire, like you you got excited, you know, like yeah, the Empire yeah. saving me, you know, like it was a weird feeling. I was right. excited to see a Tie Fighter come in. I heard the you know the Wah! out of the distance, and I'm like, oh, they're saved, you know. And it was just it was it was a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah. 
Ah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I think there was also like I think there was also an episode where they were trying to find out where the information was housed, but I don't think nothing story heavy no, happens that in that a, one. Remember, uh, they're in the canyon, and yeah, I even told Lisa after that. Yeah. I remember after that episode ended, I was like, "That was probably the weakest episode they've had." Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this season, in this season, because yeah. it, it just it it didn't have a whole lot of of it drove it forward. I mean, it's kind yeah. of akin to the ice episode, correct? You know, where where you know it it did drive the story forward. It it did some stuff, but it wasn't. I mean, like you could remove it and exactly nothing bad would really happen. It was and although the, the most really important weird. thing that did happen in that episode was didn't get out of the way, didn't get out of the shot fast enough, guy. Which has since been edited from correct. Did you see that? I did see that. So, so there was a guy who didn't get out of the shot fast enough. So you just see this guy in like a green shirt and jeans as he's like trying to duck Dodge around out of the, the corner. corner. So good. Yeah. And they have since edited him out, which is kind of unfortunate. It's kind of like the, uh, the, in the original trilogy where the stormtrooper hits his head oh, on the, the thing as he's yeah, coming I through love that. And, and they added the sound effect. The dunk. Yeah. Um, so good. So good. Anyway, um, so it, it, so they get the information, but Mando has to take his helmet off. And there's, there's this cool moment where the guy that they had freed earlier, Bill Burr's character, he's like, you find out that he had been involved in like this major battle that had resulted in a lot of loss of life. And that's why he, he had left the empire. Well, it was, it was when, so if you remember the, the orders were, if the emperor died, it wasn't just that the empire, because a lot of people ask the question like, like, okay, so the emperor's dead. Why did the empire lose? Like they were huge. But so there was, the emperor had put a thing in place where if he died and he wasn't able to see the empire exist, everyone was supposed to basically kill themselves to end mm. it. And so what Bill Burr's character is talking about is he was there and a part of like, um, watching the empire just go, Oh, it's over and murder a shit ton of his comrades. Oh, see, I didn't know for that. the empire. Yeah. Cause there were, they were orders. Cause they were, they were orders. Yeah, Cause that's what the guy says. Mass genocide of the empire because the emperor's dead. They had no say in it. They fought tooth and nail for the empire. And then because the emperor's dead, everyone's supposed to just give up and die. Cause he can't see it come to fruition anymore. Right. Um, and, and, and so there's this really kind of cool moment. And anyway, they end up getting in a firefight because Bill Burr's character shoots the guy in the face. Um, he has some really good character moments, and I think he did a good job. Really good acting. Yeah. Which is why I want to talk about that. The la- When he was in the last season, I hated it. This was like yeah. such a turnaround for it. Like, it was. Just the the work in his eye. Just you'd looked in his eyes. And no other facial expression. Just his eyes, how he changed it. And you could feel the emotion of like, going through that and watching all of his friends die because the empire said they needed to. And, and then, you know, after basically saying that was stupid and the other guy, you know, obviously does the worst thing and makes a toast and, you know, for the empire, you know, and snap. And then he gets shot in the face. <laughs> Boom. And, 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 and so, so they end up, they, there's this huge firefight. They get out of it. And Bill Burr's character turns to Mando and he's like, I didn't see your face. <laughs> he's like, because he, he's letting him know. He's like, yeah, yeah, you did. He's me like, a- I, I go ahead. Sorry, sir. Yeah. You did me a solid. No, keep going. Yeah. Which was keep another going. big. I've talked enough. I don't know. Never, dude. Seriously. Um, I love your voice. But um, it was another one of those 
story arcs for that character, which was so great, is because, mm-hmm. you know, when they were bantering at the beginning, all he wanted to do was see Mando's face and make fun of him, you know, and then I'm going to go tell everyone and you can never right. wear your helmet again because he knows the code, you know. And so to have it from like, I'm terrified of you. I also kind of hate you for what you did to me. And then they went through that whole ordeal together. And then like he had to show all of his emotions at that table in front of Mando, which he didn't want to because he's hiding this whole like, I'm a big right. tough guy thing. Right. And so to, like, it's basically like, hey, if you don't say nothing, I won't say nothing. I never saw your face. Like, right. I respect We can you. both put our armor exactly. back on. We've been through this together. We can both close up and remain who we were now together. Yeah. Really cool moment. Right. Yeah, it, it was. And then they end up blowing up the entire base because uh, who was it who makes that shot? Was it, it was actually the Empire Bill Burr. Lady or was it? It the, was Bill Burr. Oh, was it? It was. Okay. Because he's, he's a sharpshooter. Yep. Yeah. From the back uh, of Slave uh, so he One, blows he up. shoots at one of those mm-hmm. canisters, which was awesome. Right. Right. So now they have all the information that they need to go and attack Moff Gideon. Oh, there was a cool scene with Moff Gideon where baby Yoda is killing these stormtroopers <laughs> yes. that are coming while and it's just this little, little and he's like yeah and he's just like and the guy's like let him and then he lights up the dark saber and like holds it to his neck and is like you know what this is um anyway so then uh they get everybody together to go and attack moff gideon to get grogu back uh, two quick things, yes. though. Um, you have your hand up? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, this is so exciting. I love this. We're, we're in it, dude. This is so fucking fun. I'm loving this episode. <laughs> um, one one thing, real, I did. Uh, I saw a comic where there was a two stormtroopers guarding that door. And like one of them turns to the other and goes, dude, we make handcuffs for babies. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah. It, they were regulation handcuffs. It's yeah. not like they were like, oh, here, let's find this thing. Hey, Bill, uh, we make handcuffs for babies. Are we the bad guys? That's <laughs> so good. But also, is hilarious. when they're leaving that base, very important fan service, which we said we'd talk about later. Yes. With sla- slave ones flying away, right? Whew, two TIE fighters come up behind to chase. Blast, 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 blast. Uh, everyone else is helpless sitting in the back of Slave One, which was cool to see how it worked inside. Like everything yeah. rotating around the canopy, right? One is a super cool ship. Yeah. And so they're flying off and all of us internally are going, do it. Like just. <laughs> it's true. Just do it. We know. We know what you're ready to do. The We know the yeah, fan service yeah, yeah. is happening. Like my heart's pumping right now. Just remembering that moment. Flips a switch. The back of Slave One opens and that classic tube with the yellow lights all around it, it comes falling out the back and well, falls up. towards those TIE fighters. And all of a sudden it's silence. Boom. And that Whoa. epic seismic charge sound we heard from episode two back in what was 2000, whatever, you know, comes back and oh my dude, I, I, I teared up. Like legitly a tear went down my cheek in that moment. I was like, Oh my God, the sound effect, using it again, like it was just, oh, it was so beautiful. Season two was just fan service, whether you watched the, you know, any, any of the Star Wars movies, or if you were a huge Clone Wars fan, like it was mm-hmm. just fan service left and right while telling its own story. Ugh. Beautifully, beautiful. I yeah. would like to say I shaved my head specifically so that I could go see Clone Wars. Really? 
I've told you that story. I told you. Oh, that that's story. right. You did. Yeah. I remember. Go ahead. Yeah. I told I told it a couple episodes ago. Uh, no, that's my right. stepdad. We went to go get a. That's right. We went to go get a haircut. Was he was teasing me. Yeah. And he was like, "If you shave your head, I'll go and take you to go see Clone Wars." And I was like, "I wasn't gonna do it." And then I was like, "I really want to go see Clone Wars." Shave my head. And then he was like, "I got done and I walked out." And he goes, "I was gonna take you to go see it anyway." <laughs> like, I was like, "Well, Whoops. It's done now." <laughs> Yikes! Right. Right. Um, so then, then we get the epic battle on Moff Gideon's ship. They employ the dark troopers. In fact, uh, uh, Mando gets in a fight with one of them, which is pretty cool, where he's like shoving the spear up through his neck. Barely wins that fight. That was terrible. He had to use everything he had. Every trick in the book. And then, so they they flush him out an airlock. Well, these suckers fly. Because they're not human. So first... Right. So so Moff Gideon and Mando, they have the epic showdown where Mando or Moff Gideon's using the Darksaber. Mando's got the spear. And this like as the Darksaber is hitting the Beskar, it's like heating it up. And so which every was, time he's holding it, you Yeah, which was cool because when uh Ahsoka Tano was fighting um whatever her name was, I can't remember the the Right. It didn't do that, which tell, shows exactly. you the power of the Darksaber. It, 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 it is. Yeah. It Go is ahead. said to cut through anything. Yeah. And, and where, where lightsabers, yeah, they're like, they cut through anything, but this thing appears to be of a caliber. Different. Uh, next. Exactly. Where if, if they'd held on for any longer, that thing probably would have started cutting. It was starting to heat up and turn red and slowly like dense in it. Yeah, and and cutting through Beskar, which, yeah. as we know, is a material that, as far as we're aware, it's only resistant to, but seems to be impenetrable Correct. to blaster fire or lightsabers. Because when uh, Mando was fighting Ahsoka earlier, he held his arms up when she came down with two lightsabers like it was no problem either. Right. But Darksaber was really um, messing up this spear. Yeah. Uh, so super cool moment. Mando beats him. He he drags him into the bridge, but now he's got the dark saber. So it's so he's he's rescued Grogu, and they're in the the cockpit. And Moff Gideon is like he starts laughing because Mando tries to go and offer the dark saber to Bo-Katan, and, and Bo-Katan you never want the bad guy because, to start laughing when he has not when he's been yeah beaten. no it's, that's never a good sign yeah yeah. And, 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 and so you find out that Bo-Katan really wants the Darksaber, but the only way to claim the Darksaber, part of it's the reputation. Yep. And you want to be the person who can claim the Darksaber through combat to be the leader, to be the Mandalore, because it is, it is that mantle. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then things kind of take a shift because now the uh, uh, Dark Troopers... Troopers. Uh, Come, come pouring back in because they can fly. Yep. <laughs> so and they... they're in space as robots, which means nothing to robots. Right. So they fly in, they open up the doors, and they're they're pounding down the doors, and we get another great fan service moment. And it just you for a moment you're you're looking because they're looking at the camera as the ship approaches and you see it's an X Wing. What was and your initial reaction? This, Oh man! I was the second like, they said, "Oh," when she went, "Oh, a single X-wing, we're saved." What did you say? I was like, "I was like, yep, 
you're correct. Yes, you are. You are saved. <laughs> uh, it was it was elation. Well, and for for a couple of reasons. One, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Also, it gave us a more precise point to know when this was taking place because up until this point, it was kind of unclear. Like it, it could have taken place. You know, I mean, obviously they weren't the first order yet. They're still the Empire. Exactly. It was that in between. But, but it's a remnant of the Empire, and we know their power's been broken. So, and this is the Outer Rim. So, yeah. Could it be taking place during like a Force Awakens? We don't really know, but we. So, so the X Wing shows up, and she says that line, which is and I, as soon yeah. as she said it, I was like effing and i Lindsay, i think Lindsay was in the kitchen and i was like this is gonna be good yeah this guy she goes what i said luke skywalker's about to show up i did the same thing when when boba fett looked at the raven crest before he got his armor i was at least and i was like no they won't they won't no no i was in denial i was like because i I didn't want to say yes and then be let down so I, i sat there until he showed up going no they won't they, they wouldn't do that. No, they won't do that. No, absolutely not. My heart can't take it. This is too much. Because obviously that whole episode was just like, boom, feelings, boom, feelings, boom, feelings, boom, feelings, boom, feelings. Like I was on edge already. And I was like, no, no, they won't. There's no way. There's no way. And then it comes in and it lands. This is your fan service. Go. And Luke's, Luke Skywalker pops out and he does, he does like the slow Vader walk Yes, through, through the ship, like very rogue one Vader, you know, he's not flipping around. He's just kind of reflecting bolts and then chopping the dark troopers in half, you know, just a very cool moment. Well, and I feel like, uh, I think it it was cool because at first when he walked out, I'll let you do the scene. Um, It was cool when he first walked out because we're looking at him through a black and white monitor so you just see right a black cloak and a lightsaber with a cloak right and then it finally like he walks into a hangar and it turns to a camera angle of him and you see black cloak black glove and a green lightsaber and that's when you're green lightsaber like oh they did it they really it's happening this is it this is oh no oh like it was just like you knew we didn't see his face yeah exactly Right. You knew who it was, but they did it in such a way where you're like, you knew it, but you were second guessing yourself every step of the way. It was super cool. Oh, see, I, I knew it. I was like, as soon as the X-Wing came in, I was like, oh, yeah, no, Luke yeah. Skywalker. This is cool. I mean, again, like, like, like I knew it, but I was sweet. in denial. I was like, no, no, that's not happening. It's no, going to sure. be some other dude. There's no way. No, <laughs> they wouldn't do that to me. How could they do that? Yeah. Anyway. So, so Luke Skywalker destroys all the dark troopers. He get he he comes up to the bridge. He asks to be let in. Russell, uh, Russell, the hallway. You have to what? talk about the hallway. You do it. <sighs> okay. You sure you don't want the hallway? You just I don't remember right it very the... well. So you're gonna. Have to... Oh my! All right. Yeah, I don't remember it very well. So the end of Rogue One, right? A, st- a Rogue One, a Star Wars yeah. story. We get to see again. Just like Boba Fett, Darth Vader was intimidating and everyone like he was powerful. He was terrifying. He was scary. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got that hallway scene at the end of Rogue One where yeah. they're trying to get the plans through and they turn into a dark hallway and you just hear the breathing. And then the only light in there is the red lightsaber as he just slaughters all these rebels and you get to see that badass Darth Vader moment, right? The dark troopers are in this long hallway 
with an elevator at the end. Actually, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's very yeah, reminiscent. Very. So Darth Vader got his hallway scene. Elevator door opens. Luke Skywalker walks out and has his hallway scene. Where, like you were saying, just bobbing you know, and here's and an slaughtering all thing. these droids. Go ahead. So here's an interesting thing, too, because that hallway was well lit. Yes. So so you have this interesting... Because if you look at uh, from a cinematography standpoint, if you look at it, you have... Luke, who is obviously still in touch with the light side of the force and who is a reflection of his father, but has chosen the light side and his father who chose the dark side and who is in, who is shrouded in darkness as he proceeds in a killing spree down this hallway where Luke is encompassed in light. Where like exactly where Darth Vader's hallway scene was only lit by his red saber and Luke's hallway scene was completely, it was all white light as he's just running through and then he gets to the end and uses his force to literally implode a, a, one of the droids just <laughs> and you're cool. like all right i don't think that that just happened right anyway then he goes to the bridge take it away sorry i, I just, you skipped over yeah, the hallway so, so, so i couldn't believe it i'm sorry i'm sorry i, I had forgotten about it to be honest with you um <laughs> He gets he gets to the bridge. Uh, him and Grogu have a moment of connection. We finally see Luke's face, which I thought looked fine. Yeah, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, like I think, and, and you know, with Grand Moff Tarkin and Rogue One, I thought they did a great job too. Yeah. Um, but this was this I mean, was a TV show budget over a Disney full film yeah. budget. You know, like I yeah. feel like they get a pretty decent budget though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh my god. I feel god, like yeah. Disney's like. Go yeah, for you it. Get, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely yeah. not, you know, this, but I, yeah, for what for sure. it was, I thought they did a great job. It was a beautiful I moment. I thought they did too. The, like the music changed with the pace changed suddenly when that happened. It was just like, it, it turned from this badass Luke moment to this just like, you felt like a little kid watching Star Wars again. Like you were just, mm-hmm. it was so touching. Well, and, and we get a pretty close approximation to when this happened because He's, I mean, it's gotta be within a couple of years of Return of the Jedi. I think, I think the final thing was, it was like five years after Return of the Jedi, I think is what they actually came was out it? and said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know they had actually come out and pinpointed a specific I timeline. I think but, I remember hearing that. I mean, I mean yeah, makes that sense. makes sense. I mean, yeah. Luke Skywalker isn't, he doesn't appear to be much older. He's still young. Yeah. Um, And, and he comes and takes Grogu and then... As he's taking him, Mando takes off his helmet to to have a, a moment with Grogu, which is a big deal because Huge he's deal. it it's it is not the way <laughs> to turn the phrase. Um but he's built such a connection with Grogu that you know, this is his moment. This is his moment to connect with him, to let him know. And, he, and I think he says to him, It's okay, go with him you know, go and receive the training that you need. Yeah. Basically. And I think it was, it was in an effort to protect him from the empire, grow and become stronger so that they can't take you, exactly. torture you anymore. This yeah. guy can protect, be protected. By I barely fought one of these things. And this dude just killed 30 of them. I think you'll be safer with him. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, and so then we get the first ending scene with, they're they're kind of standing on the bridge. There's kind of this tense moment where you don't really know what's going to happen. What's going to happen with Bo-Katan and Mando because he's got the dark saber now. 
and surprise and side character is the leader of Mandalore. <laughs> and, and and he's taken off his helmet. Yeah. Which and everybody's seen him take off his helmet. Which means he can't put it back on, right? Well, I mean, he can for battle, but yeah. He believed. So, you know, how is that going to impact the show going forward? There's lots of things. You know, are we going to jump forward a few years? You know, Baby Yoda was a big part of that show. And now Grogu is off with Luke. Yeah. So it's interesting to say, you know, I'm interested to see where season three. And honestly, I feel like it was for the best. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because now, now we get, we get Mando kind of cut loose a little bit. He's not restrained. Yeah. As much as he was. Exactly. And I think leading into season three, that's going to be a big deal because there's a lot. I mean, Bogotan knows where Mandalore is. Mandalore is. And, and now he is connected with other Mandalorians. They've, Attack the Empire. They've imprisoned Moff Gideon for how long? We don't know. But there's there's things moving, and I think things are about to escalate. Oh, yeah. To a uh, lot. Well, it's, and this is something I'd mentioned when we were talking about season one, was most of the pacing in Star Wars has been like, this character is pivotal, and everything they do changes the entire galaxy. And the cool thing with Mandalorian is he's very much a side character. And it was funny right. during season two, he kept falling, accidentally falling into major plot points that would be yep. a Star Wars movie. Uh, did she just drop Admiral Thrawn? And he was like, well, that sounds cool. Good luck. You know, or like earlier yeah, when she's yeah, like, yeah. I need to get Moff Gideon. He's like, nah, I don't want any of that dog. I'm out here, you know, like. So it was cool to watch him walk away from these plot points that got thrown at him. But now that he's got Baby Yoda or Baby Yoda, you know, is with Luke. Um, that, that stuff can come forward and mm-hmm. now he is, and actually it was interesting. Um, something you'd mentioned earlier too, was how he started as that side character because he, everyone just knew Mandalorians, but he hadn't made a name for himself. And as he progressed was him making the name for himself. So I feel like season two ended that moment where he's now that classic star Wars character where it's, he's very important now. We watched him become that character we're used to seeing. So when season three hits us, right. like, boom, major plot points. Well, and so it, it's kind of, we were talking about D&D earlier, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He started off as like a level, maybe a level three. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his specialty. He's, he's decent enough. He's he can lay down. Yeah. Yeah. But we saw him grow into uh, a living legend. Yeah, a hero. He's yeah. become, you know, he's, he's leveled up several times. He's got the cool armor. He's got now he's got a dark saber and a Beskar spear. spear exactly. And he's got he's got the emblem now, and his legend is now growing mm-hmm. and becoming something to where he's not just going to be known as a Mandalorian. But the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, exactly. And I'm I'm really excited. Now there was that end scene, though. Correct. That is also super exciting, which which we'll get to in just a second. I just wanted to okay. just laugh for a moment. Um, a lot of people talk about uh, just just for shits and giggles how funny it would be if Boba Fett had boarded with them and he was on the bridge when Luke Skywalker walked in, like 
Like that that moment, like oh yeah, you bitch, <laughs> you threw me in the sarlacc pit. Like, like yeah. what that moment would have been like. Oh, man, I kind of wish we had gotten that moment now. Yeah, because he would have known exactly who Luke was the second he showed up. He looked at the monitor and went, ah yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> just be like, peace. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. No, thank well, you. Because yeah, I, I feel like that would have been Boba Fett. It would have been like. They don't pay me enough for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, you know, because, because, and, and it would have been an interesting because would Luke have tried to kill Boba Fett? I don't think so. I think Boba Fett probably, well, and that's another, th- it, that's what starts that, that really interesting conversation was all the change Boba Fett went through as a person to honoring his father mm-hmm. instead of revenging. So would he become a person where he's like, hey, dude, like shit was crazy. Those huts, right? I get it we cool or would he have like, but it, lost it was, it, you know, it, it was business. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's only, it's only good business. Yeah. Yeah. It'd been so, a really interesting thing to see how that would have went down. I, I kind of, and I kind of hope that there is that interaction at some point where we, we do get that. I, it would be hard to do because I mean, obviously they're limited what they can do. Exactly. Or camel's face, because I mean, you know, it's, it's, Mark Hamill does not look that young anymore. No, he does still not. a sexy man. Truth, but he is. And he did do. Anymore. They used a couple clips from the original uh, movies, but Mark Hamill did actually do a few of the voice. I mean, Luke had like four lines there, but Mark Hamill did actually voice it again, right. which was super cool. That is pretty cool. Um. Anyway, and, and speaking of Boba Fett, yes, go ahead. We we get the do end it. scene. So there's an after credit scene. We see. Um, oh gosh, what was his name? I used to know his name. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he was the Twi'lek that that like first encountered Luke Skywalker when Luke Skywalker appeared at the Hut Palace. Um, and so now he is the size of Jabba the Hut, huge, uh, sitting on Jabba's throne with his own retinue around him. And you just see all these blaster bolts coming in and killing everybody. And then you see Boba, like get the guy, throw him out of the chair. And then he sits in Jabba's throne and you see in yellow star Wars lettering, the book of Boba Fett. And I just, I, at that moment, that was one of the more exciting moments for me. Cause I was like, this is so cool. And and there was that question, you know, is this going to be the direction that the Mandalorian goes? Because the title is the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. It's not Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian or whatever the Mandalorian's name is. They mention it, but I can't remember. Bib Fortuna. To me, he's Bib Fortuna. Yes, that is that is the Twi'lek's name. And so but they've said that. The Book of Boba Fett will be a standalone. I think it's a mini series. I don't it's, think they're doing like a full. I, I have to look at that. I think it was it's an, a full show because what they're doing is um, so basically while Mandalorian season two was going on, pre-production for Book of Boba Fett was going on. So while Book of Boba oh. Fett is going on, will be pre-production for season three of Mandalorian. So we'll get end of this year. We'll get Book of Boba Fett. And then 2022, we'll get season three of Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian. So we're going to have... I'm be, excited for that. Yeah. But Book and then of we've got, we've got... Mm, and I'm, then, I'm ready for it. I'm there is for Ahsoka, it. Is Ahsoka... Is she getting her own show? 
Ahsoka's getting her own yeah, show. Yeah, because there's that whole... Because um, uh, she's chasing after Thrawn. I do want to point out a very another important point about Admiral Thrawn. There's a scene in the cartoons, which I've seen this, where he was practicing his melee fighting skills against those robot dark troopers. And like hand-to-hand combat like took down three of them like it was nothing. So, and I, I don't remember that, but I do remember them being that's on the terrifying. planet where Thrawn was from. And, it, you know, they're, Thrawn is a big deal. Big deal, yeah. Which is why when I heard his name dropped and then watched that scene with Mando barely killing I one, so I was like, excited. dude, homeboy practiced sparring against these things. That's terrifying. Yeah. I, I am super excited to see. And and even Moff Gideon, like his costume had changed after the first season to where he, it looked almost like he was trying to take on Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. He had the, that same he like had shoulder the, plate the kind of control with panel. The cloak. Yeah. Yeah. The only people yeah. you ever see with the cloak are people trying to be powerful like Vader, which is why you see what's well, his name in Rogue One. With the, the white uniform, he's the only person wearing a cloak because he wants to be as powerful right. as Vader. And then same thing, like you said, with Moff Gideon. Well, and I, I wondered, like, because Moff Gideon was in that wreck. He freed himself from the TIE fighter, but was he injured in that wreck? And then he's wearing a similar apparatus to what yeah. Darth Vader was wearing. But his costume was very reminiscent of very reminiscent. Vader's. And even the Dark Troopers, they look like Vader. So... Is he trying to clone Vader or oh, is he trying to instill like the powers of Vader in himself and make him so interesting, like force himself to and make himself into being Vader? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, there's definitely that, those similarities are, there. Yeah, because and we saw bodies, so we know that he was experimenting with the Dark Troopers, Correct. but he was also experimenting with organic matter because we saw the test tubes and in those was organic matter. Yeah, exactly. Like in the, in the place where they kind of found out that he was experimenting on Grogu and you know, there was, they needed more material or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that, that's all very interesting too. Yeah. Seriously. So there, yeah. So there, there, so Ahsoka is getting her own show and then there's going to be like a star Wars Rangers, like a, oh, like yeah. a, that one I'm really excited I'm about. I'm super pumped for. I'm hoping, and I think that, I think we talked about this before. They had a lot of directors for the first season of The Mandalorian. So I think this has been in the works for a while. Mm-hmm. And they had kind of brought them on as kind of like, we're not ready to start these shows yet, but we, we're we going to bring you on. We're going to pay you a director's salary. We're just going to have you directing different episodes of the show until we can give you your own run. Um, okay, here it is. Uh, yes, we got Star Wars Rogue Squadron, uh, Rogue Squadron. Rangers of the New Republic. That's going to be cool. Visions, Ahsoka, Andor, and then obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot they were doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi one. Yeah. Some of them, I I, I just, I'm so, I'm scared of. They're, it's such a massive lineup. I love Star Wars. It's intimidating. But the fandom can turn on you real quick and it don't i disney does a lot of good things they do a lot of bad things because they want to grab for cash too exactly 
don't don't grab for the cash you'll get the cash if you put out a quality product don't just throw something out there because you know it's gonna make you money yeah and i'm hoping that they've learned a ton from putting the right people and the money into the mandalorian like i really hope them they see that as because if if the mandalorian didn't work out as well as it did like obviously it would have made a ton of money no matter what um but like it's just it's such a huge thing that people have leached onto because of how well done it is so i'm hoping they learn from that which we've all learned disney doesn't sometimes but a man can hope they learn from that and that same like I guess the the best way I could put is there was a reverence put into what Star Wars mm-hmm. is when they made the Mandalorian. As I hope that continues with these other shows, and even if like you know one or two of them kind of like, eh, you know, I hope we still get another good one. You know, and I hope because I feel like they put a lot of trust into John Favreau, which yeah, who would and. I don't. I don't think they meddled too much, or hopefully they didn't with the Mandalorian. You know, because that that's a thing. Production companies they'll oh, come absolutely. in and they'll be like, "Nah, this sucks. Change it," mm-hmm. and it, it it doesn't make any sense. Um. So I hope that they pick directors that they trust enough not to meddle too heavily, mm-hmm. because I feel like when production companies meddle too much. They screw everything up. It's the same thing. It's any business. You have someone higher up who doesn't actually know. And they're like, hey, my clipboard says you're doing this wrong. Happens everywhere. And it sucks. And I really hope that doesn't happen. I just, I just, I hope they trust them enough to go, you know, and and, and even if the, the person in charge of that particular show on like the Disney executive side is like, oh, you know, I didn't really like that. You're one person. You are not God. Yes. Do not screw this up. Don't you dare. Yeah. But also Star Wars fans at the same time. Really cool. You need to get over yourselves. <laughs> that, that's true. too. It's both. That's sides. true too. Yeah. It is. But, it yeah. is. Well, and I mean, with any, any fandom, mm-hmm. you have people that they're not going to be happy no matter what, but I think it's because they fail to understand you. You tend to gloss over a lot of things, because you love and you have a lot of nostalgia for those shows. Let's be honest. A new hope kind of boring. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like if you like you watch it and you kind of remove that nostalgia lens. Very boring movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I tried to get my almost kids as Star boring Wars by starting there. Cause that's where I started. And like, yeah, yeah, half an hour into it. They're like, dad, just shoot me. Like, I I can can see it from that standpoint, yeah. Because you're basically following a couple of droids around. There's a lot of talking. A lightsaber gets swung a couple of times. A guy disappears. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's... And then something blows up, yeah. It's a good story, but it's definitely geared towards people who like a slower-paced thing. Yeah. But a lot of us saw it when we were young, and... A lot of times the reason we were shown to it is because we had a parent who loved it. Mm -hmm. And even for us watching it at a young age, I don't remember it, but I'm sure I was like, oh my gosh, is this movie ever going to end? Right. You know, but there's a lot of nostalgia. And then over the years, we've come to love it so much that it can do no wrong. It is perfect. But I mean, honestly, it 
it's almost as boring as a Phantom Menace. <laughs> they almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it, you know, and it's interesting. Like, um, you know, the term gatekeeping has come up a lot recently, and right. like, like that happens in any any fandom. You have someone right. who you know. If, if you're a huge super fan, that is totally cool. More power to you. Love it. But it's the fact like. Oh, when, yeah. When come you, and talk to us. We yeah, love. We love super fans. But if when it gets to the point where you forget like why you got into it and all you can think about is like, I've done this research. I'm here. And if you don't know what I know, you're not a fan. Like, go fuck yourself. I would put it maybe a little bit more nicely, but no. the sentiment is the no. same. If you're gonna if you're gonna gatekeep because someone doesn't know as much as you do, go fuck yourself. It it it, it seriously is like why? Yeah. What what purpose does it serve to spew? Why would you put so much hate into something that you love so much? Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, you know, like Lisa grew up star. She loves Star Wars too, but she wasn't you know, as, as into it as I was. And so when she knew I was as into it as I was, and she was like, Hey, I want to get there. Like it was immediately like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And like, yeah. I just want to Lynch share. The same way. Yeah. yeah. Well, where it's me and you have that, you know, there, and a lot of people we've talked to on the show and stuff, like we have that personality where someone shows interest in what we're interested in. And the first thing we want to do is speak flood every info we have like this is why i love it you'll love it because <laughs> so i love it for this reason right like let me show you all the things and the fact that there's people out there that'll hear someone go i want to know more and their first response is well i know more than you do so i'm better than you like how so, is your response not "Ooh, i'm the guy to bring you into this let me do that like i just don't get let it. me show you. so there have been a couple of times because i listen to audiobooks mm-hmm. in the car as we drive down to San Antonio, which is about an hour away, almost every day. Um, so we've got like two hours where we're in the car listening to audiobooks. Lindy doesn't listen to them as heavily as I do, but it, I love it. She'll ask me a question and I'll pause it and then I'll go for like 30 or 40 minutes just <laughs> telling her, okay, this is why this is important and this is what's happening. Yeah. And it's really cool because of this and this and this. And she's like, I really just asked why his shirt was red. <laughs> That's and that's the personality trait. And that's okay. We Right. When you love something, why don't you want why would you not also love to share it? Instead of why would right. you, I can't imagine loving something so much that you like want to not let anyone else love it. Right. Or like you said earlier, why how can you love something so much you just hate it? You're like, it's just like why? Right. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Why would you pour hate into something that you love? They don't go together. Yeah. You just create a volatile situation and nobody and you wants look to like a dumbass. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. It's just fun. Like I, don't, I just, yeah, but people don't like, we'll watch a movie with Lisa, you know, with Lisa and she'd be like, okay, so why is this a thing? And instead of being like, well, tch. I mean, obviously sometimes I go, Lisa, just watch the movie. Because if it explains it in the movie, I'm just going to tell her to watch the movie. <laughs> but if it's something that, like, I actually I know. Yeah, you remember that? Please just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Or my wife's the person. We were. Go were ahead. Those... Go ahead. No. I, I was just going to say, to tell a quick story, we were watching a Western together. I decided it would be really fun to bug Brett the entire movie by asking him questions. And he got so mad at oh, me. so mad. <laughs> because he was just like. 
just watch the movie Russell. And at a certain point, I was just trying to find things to ask questions about because I knew it was annoying him so much because it was it was obviously something that was going to come up later in the story. But I'd ask it because it was pissing Brett was me off. like, shut up and watch, watch the, the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like. Like, obviously, you know, I'll do that if it's like a major plot point that obviously they're going to tell him, like, Lisa, just watch the movie. Enjoy that moment. Right. But like, there's definitely times where she brings something up and I'll pause a movie and like, all right, and pull up YouTube and like deep dive. Right. Here's (laughs) all this stuff. Right. Like, and there now, you know, and then, you know, and thank God, you know, she hasn't gone. Wow. uh, You're stupid. Never watch a movie with me again. She like she digs that so she can learn more and be really into it, too. You know, so it's like, I don't know. It's more fun to be so in love with something. You want to just like share it and make other share people it. love it. Yeah. I don't get it. But yeah, I, I, I don't get it either. And I, you know, that's that's part of it. I mean, I, I think it's it's mostly people that feel like they can be anonymous. Mm-hmm. There, there's a certain thing that comes with anonymity where people feel unrestrained. Yeah. And don't, don't be a dick. Yeah. Like rule one, don't be a dick, dude. Just stop it. Also don't make, (laughs) uh, I'm going to get added for this one for sure. Don't make being in a fandom, your entire personality. Hmm, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a know. lot I of interesting stuff that, about D and D. Well, but you have other interests and you talk about them and have things you're into Occasionally. and well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you. I get what you're joking around with here, but I, like, I, I'm just teasing. You. Yeah, I'm I teasing know. You. But you know, at the end of the day, like you have, you're a huge fan of so many different things, but you still have other hobbies and things you want to be. And you don't, your personality isn't that, you know, a lot about D and D there's people out there that like, they know a lot. And that's literally their entire personality is that I know more about this than you. And like, Fair. I just love, I don't, I don't feel like I know a lot D- about D and just love D and D. Yeah. And that's fine. so much that you should people go out there, find something there. you love and love it. Deep yeah. dive, dive deep into it. Especially deep dive. if it's D and D dive deep into it. Deep dive, dive down. <laughs> Are you done yet? No, no, I'm not done yet. But, but yeah, you, but don't make it where like... the delirious point of the podcast? Pretty close. But yeah, don't okay. make it where literally who you are as a person is the fact that you know stuff about that. Like, come on. Let's not do that. Because that's the people that gatekeep. So yeah, go fuck yourself. All right. Um. Oh, another fun tidbit for you, and then we'll, move, then we'll get out of here, okay? So the guy that okay. plays Moff okay. Gideon... Uh, the night before the last episode was going to be released, I guess he has four daughters and he obviously couldn't tell anyone anything. Yes. Did you yeah. see this? And they all texted him like, don't yeah. you dare hurt baby Yoda. I know you have him, you know? And I think he responded to all of them. Like, I'm going to kill that little bitch or something like that was like his response to his daughters. I, I, the night before it launched. I, I feel like, I, yeah, I feel, I feel like there was an article where he, it, it was like, up until up until a certain point, he was like, "Eh, you know, whatever. It's just a show. Yeah, it, it's just a job. Like, it's a it's job. It. I enjoy doing it, but it's it's a job." And then and then he got that text, and then he was like, "I'm gonna kill that little mother." <laughs> oh no! Here it is. Here, my four daughters watch this, and obviously okay. the world is like, "It's the Baby Yoda show," and I'm never jealous or have any problem with that. But I have to say, two of oh, my daughters texted me, and two of them called me, and two of them called me, "Papa, please don't hurt Baby Yoda." 
don't hurt that baby. And I said, I will squash that little big-eared bastard. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Oh, he did so good. So good. He is a great actor. Incredible I, I really actor. enjoy him in, in, I think, everything that he's done or everything that I've seen that he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. I love it. There was there. So of course, everybody knows the, um, he was, he was, um, I can't remember his name, but he was in breaking bad. Breaking Jeez. bad. Yep. Took me way too long to come up with that. And I think better call Saul too, because he played the same character. Bring better call Saul. Uh, the boys do the right thing. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He's in the boys too. Uh-huh. Also he is in an episode. He's in a couple of episodes of community. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the the video game episode, and then he shows up in the Haunted Mansion episode. Beautiful. Yeah. I just recently watched Community, so. Yeah. There we go. Uh, uh, very good actor. Very good actor. I I love his he he plays villains so well. It's very it's well. the confidence that he just. There's... He's confident in himself and in his mm. his choices. Like, yeah. there's no backpedaling. There's no crisis of conscience. He is, in, and, and most of his characters and the villains that he's played, they take a course of action. And that is the course of action that they are taking. Like, it's not... I'm right. I know I'm right. This is the way to do it. And right. I'm 100% justified in that. So why should I falter ever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a such a good way to play a villain. Mm-hmm. Mm, so good. Oh, okay. Um, Russell. Are we done? We do have an email. <gasps> we, do. we do. Is it from Lass? It is from Lass. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, question. Which we both can answer this one. Okay. I'll let you go first. What is the most okay. challenging aspect of shoutcasting the Apex slash Warzone tourneys? Keeping the energy level up. That that was what was really hard for me because by the end of it, I uh, for those of you who watched like the after part, I think where Elmer and I were just kind of shooting the breeze. I'm just like, yeah, this. it's because 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 now you're not you're not in the moment and like towards the end, like I was just like I have I'm fighting to keep my eyes open because you're you're trying to come in with high energy with to, to make it fun. Yeah. And you, by the end of it, I mean, you're doing that for a couple of hours and then you're like, man, I feel like I just ran a marathon or something. And that's just like, go ahead. I I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, not lazy. I like to do nothing. Like that is my happy state. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and so, and so being a personality mm-hmm. for a couple of hours is like, man, my batteries are out. Yeah, dude, I hear I that. I am drained. That's, that's regular yeah. streaming, man. Like seriously, it's, it's exhausting. Oh, I know. Yeah. And there's people that like more, the people that do that full time in like six, seven hours a day, they're like, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy, happy. Hype, 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 hype. Positivity, positivity. As you hit your camera. Yeah, I hit my camera, <laughs> I guess. Um, oh, I got stuck on my chair. Hello. Um, yeah, there's people that do that for like seven hours straight. And I get it. Like when they're like, I end stream and you'll see me just go and collapse in my chair. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. 
keeping that, especially with a shout cast, because you have to be talking fast, talking about what's happening, understand mentally you're seeing what's happening and you have to say what's happening. And you also want to make jokes about what's happening to make it entertaining. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. That's exhausting. It, 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 and you are, you're, you would think, you would think, oh, you know, you're just, you're just talking, yeah. but it's, it's a lot because you're, you're paying attention to so many things at one time too, that you're like, I don't even know how you did it with switching back and forth between the different people. Cause if I had to do that too, but it, 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 it is, it's a lot. You're, you're, you're trying to pay attention to what's going on also because I knew almost nothing about apex legends yeah, that's true. so i'm trying to learn at the same time yeah that i'm like okay okay okay, okay, okay. it's it's it yeah it's difficult but it's fun it's rewarding yeah that's a good word yeah. uh for me the most challenging aspect of shout casting the can i say setting up everything no um I, I think that's valid too. Well, that's just the whole tournament period is just setting it all up. But he said the most as- challenging aspect of the shout casting. Um, the most challenging thing I think is, is mentally telling yourself it's not as hard as it is. Um, oh, sure. And, and, and allowing your, uh, the hardest part is allowing yourself to just enjoy it because when you just mentally like flow into just enjoying it, then it, it comes across to the viewer. So yeah, I guess just, just uh, mentally telling yourself it's not as difficult as you think it is, which everyone out there who wants to shout cast, just do it. It's really not that difficult. So um, is it, is it like the doubt in the back of your head? Like, yeah. Yeah. That doubt in like, your head, like, like, you know, people do this full time. You're nowhere near as good as them, which I don't yeah. need to be. It's a free tournament. Like who cares? But, um, and that's another, it's telling yourself all that's, you know, all those self doubts you got to get over and then just like, just learning to just enjoy it so that it, it can be a good experience for everyone. Cause if you're not having yeah. fun sitting there talking about everyone else, no one's going to have fun watching you talk about them. You know? Well, and if you're not enjoying it, why, why do, do it? it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I'd say the mental aspect of it for sure. I get, I get that with D and D like yeah. when I'm DMing. Oh my God. Yes. Because I'm like, I, I enjoy it, but there are weeks where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it tonight. Like, because I, especially because I haven't been able to play in a while. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just want to play. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, like, because there's so much prep work and you're like, yeah. you're trying to read and then you've got to be everybody. Because in a and d session, especially when you're a player, there are other people doing things. Exactly. Someone else can take over a moment and you can sit back. But yeah, like you're when you're the DM, you are. You are always. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I love you. I love you too. You are sexy, man. <sighs> Thanks, man. You're incredible. That was that's gonna be a long episode, folks. That's a long episode. Sorry, sorry, guys. And probably one of the nerdiest nerd talks we've ever had. Period. It it, it was Star Wars. So, and I mean, you guys have know. listened to some of our Star Wars podcasts before, and they are always long. Yeah, I don't know if it's it's. I don't think when I say nerdiest, I mean like we nerded out the most i would say i yeah we, well there was a lot to nerd out about. yeah exactly which was great i'm really glad i'm really that was so if you hated this episode i don't care that was the most yeah, fun yeah, we had, had a ton of fun in a long a time that was great yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah uh anything from you buddy before we head out 
I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, he okay. shirt, she shirt. Buy our shirt. Wear it. Send us a he picture. Shirt, he shirt, she shirt down by the he shirt, she shirt store. Yes. Sells. He sells. He shirt, she shirt sells he shirt, she shirts down by the he shirt, she shirt store. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, if you do buy our shirt, tag us on Twitter. <laughs> Send us a picture. We'd love to share it out there and, and yeah. see it. It's beautiful. Oh, man. That'd be awesome. It'd be great. Yeah. Also, and don't forget JSGCast for 10% off. Exactly. And also, every time you share that and tag He Shirt, She Shirt in it, it makes them a little happier to sponsor us. That's true, too. I I would definitely like for our sponsors to like sponsoring us. Yeah. And it's really cool because you like, you know, like Audible, huge, super cool. They don't give a shit we exist. Yeah, they'd no, never listen true. to a single episode of our podcast. If they did, they would have pulled us immediately for our ad reads. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's no when um, way to go, Lass. Um, oh my God, what's there? I can't remember. I can't remember the show uh, off the top of my head because they they rebranded three or four times. Um, but you know, they were they were sponsored by Gamerceps, and they knew the same thing. The company doesn't give a shit about you. You're just a name. And so they had this, their ad reads were ridiculous and they made up the most disgusting flavors on the planet for their ad reads, you know? And so it's like, it's just really cool to like, when you're, when you're sponsored by someone you like, who's actually hands on and like is DMing you like, Hey, do you have any more ideas? Or like, Oh, I'm really happy people are buying the shirt. I'm throwing in extra stuff for it. Like when, when you have a sponsor that's like hands on, it's exciting for everybody. It is exciting. And yeah. and they've, sh- I've, I've seen, him in the chat a few times. Yeah. Like they're here. It's super cool. Yeah. Which which is a little disconcerting because <laughs> some of our ad reads. Oh my I, gosh. They they love the ad reads, I promise you. <laughs> which is super cool too. But yeah. That's good. <laughs> he shirt she shirt.com. Go buy our shirt. Or any he other shirt. T-shirt sells he shirt she shirts down by the he shirt she shirt like store. Five hundred eighty five designs and they will also work with you if you want to make your own custom shirt. Hit them up. Yeah, they're really cool. Really cool website. They they have a really a lot of really cool slogans. Yeah, definitely I'm, some I'm things I have my eyes on right now. It's very comfy. I like it. Um, yeah. Hey, Russ. Yeah. Where can people find you? Oh gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh no. Every week. Uh, I yeah, should just I, I should just write it down and do it for you every week. I I feel like it would probably go a lot better, but then we'd miss out on one of these excellent bits for sure. Yeah, that's happened to every episode for 91 episodes. Yeah. Uh drjex0725 on Twitter. Yes. Um I mostly post artwork and stuff like that and also you will be able to tell when we are streaming this on Twitch. Uh, because I usually retweet that. True. Um, and uh, the the end. Oh, uh, you can you can find me on the Discord. Jackal seven two five zero. You did it! Ha ha! You did I didn't it. Have to look at it. Um, yeah. Uh, you can usually find me on the Discord. I'm really active in the D and D channel on just some Guardians. I'm also pretty active in Elmer Fudd games. Yeah. Uh, it's been really it's been really busy it will continue to be really busy so i i try to be active in there i'm not super active though I but like, i every time i everything. see your name it makes me happy yeah i usually comment in like rdo and yeah. stuff like that because those are the things i play the most i like the the gaming news discussions a fun channel where a lot of different stuff gets brought up it's really fun 
I'll have to check that one out. I've I've seen it. Yeah. NSW one is my favorite. A ton of it's really cool. We have a because we have a ton of people that look at like obviously AAA games, but a lot of people are really into the uh, the smaller studio scene, and so we find out mm-hmm. a lot about a lot of games that I probably wouldn't otherwise know about, which is super cool. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, check it that out. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you're pretty cool. You're pretty fantastic. You know, what? I'm pretty sexy too. Yeah, you're swelling. Damn it, people like you. <laughs> That's another thing I tell myself in the mirror every day. Yeah. Stop pooping. Stop pooping. <laughs> you're swell. Gosh darn it, people like you. Okay, we just did just pooping together. Stop pooping together. That was beautiful. We are one. All right, folks. We are one. Thank you all for joining us for episode 91 of Just Some Guardians. That's actually insane. We are in the 90s now. We are 10 away. We are nine away from 100. From 100 episodes, Russell. That's a weird feeling. That is a hundred weeks. That is almost two years. Yeah. If we hadn't stopped, we'd be, we'd be at like 170 episodes right now. I think. Uh, I, that's crazy to think about one, one hump first, then two humps this time. Yeah. Right foot, two stomps. Yeah. Slide to the left. Cha-cha roll now. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Episode 91 of Justin Gardens. You can find us on Twitter at <laughs> JSGCast. Link to the Twitter is a way to get into the Discord. Come hang out there. Come talk to us. Tell us everything you're doing. Show your artwork. All that good stuff. We want to hear about it. Ans- ask us some questions. It's all good. You can go to our website, justsomeguardians.com, uh, where it is linked directly to our YouTube and Podbean and everything. So all our episodes, if you want to watch the VOD, is going to be on YouTube. You can go to that. If you want to listen to it, you can do it all there. So check that out. The show's everywhere. Look for it. We're, we're there. Because <laughs> we're awesome. Because we're incredible. Brett definitely didn't forget to cancel the subscription. Yeah, but also we're everywhere because I put in a lot <laughs> of work back when we cared and made sure we were, we were on iTunes, Spotify, every, everywhere. Man, it's it's work. iTunes, we I We were really you. big in, what was it, Australia for a while? Egypt. Egypt. We were the, we were the, the um, I think... We were the in the top twenty gaming podcasts for Egypt for like four months in a row. For real? For real. They must not have a lot to listen to out there. I guess. I don't know. We just you know, we connect with the people in Egypt, you know. Mm. Yes. Yeah. A lot in common. I'm okay with this. Yeah, me too. Oh uh, yeah, you can email us just some guardians at gmail.com. Any questions you have? pictures of you in our shirt all that's good stuff please do all of that as for myself i'm elmer fudd games you can find me on twitter twitch youtube tiktok instagram all those places at elmer fudd games double m double d m double d russell dig us out join us next week on just some guardians for utter incompetency and mutual chaos yeah i just wrote it on the spot yeah i'll go in back i gotta do the next part now to layer it over when i edit the podcast hold on Get that, get that epic electric guitar solo. <laughs>